Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We in? We live? Ah? Yeah, Travis is with me. Yeah. What's going on, my brother? I'm good, bro, man. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm all right. We was... Um, I don't know if you want to get into the, f- the full thing. Yeah, go on. Huh? Yeah, I don't mind. So, I, mind. W- I asked you how your weekend was. Yeah. And it to was, which you said? It was it was mixed up and down. Right. Yeah. So, my nan was in the hospital on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. But we had no idea. Literally no idea. So, she went in and she came out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then my mum got a call from the hospital on the Sunday just saying that she was in. But they couldn't say why. They're right, not, like, yeah, they're not course, allowed yeah. to. They're exactly. not allowed to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So then it's a mad like rush to try and figure out A, is she okay? Like what's going on? B, yeah. what happened? And then like where is she sort of thing? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's at that age where she's she doesn't want to be a burden. She doesn't she's definitely prideful. She's a very prideful woman. She just doesn't want to like she doesn't want to feel like a burden to anyone. Mm. So she's yeah. she's just trying to deal with everything herself. But it's dumb. Because she can't. Yeah, it's mad. And we want. It's not like we don't want to be there for her. Obviously, we want to be there for her. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's mad because you know what? Yeah, like when when the when the elderly start getting to that age, they become very conscious of not not wanting to be a burden on someone. Yeah. Not realizing that out of like we love you exactly, and it's not a burden thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like. If you need help, you need help, innit? And we're there to, to provide that for you. Do you and know the, what I mean? At the least after everything they've done. For yeah, everything. Yeah. You understand exactly. what I'm saying? Like, I remember the same kind of thing with my granddad when he was ill, like with prostate cancer. Like, he wouldn't tell my mum, oh, he needed to renew his medication. Same thing. Didn't want to be a nuisance. Right. My mum was angry hearing that kind of thing there. Because like, what is that? Like, that's nothing for me to sort that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. You know what I mean? The pride, especially when it's like... You know All I mean? of that. I mean, I, like, the thing is... I, I mean I feel I feel like I get it yeah. but it's like nah that you 100% have to push that aside do you get 100%. what I'm saying 100%. my great grandmother she's 103 years old she's lost a lot of her faculties now oh, she can't so really terrible. think yeah, but, but like I remember she was getting to a stage where she just was like feeling like a burden and we're like nah like yeah. you're like in fact you're like royalty to us exactly. <laughs> seriously <laughs> like we'll do that yeah, but queen. it's funny because it's like that mentality is definitely um, a man thing as well. Mm. That we 
do not and we've had this before yeah not going to the doctors, doctors. do you yeah. get what i'm saying yeah we do not do see my mum yeah if my mum coughs straight in straight in brother straight in yeah i used to be with a girl that was exactly the same as well yeah. any tiny little thing straight spot through. on her face just going yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. New moles. All, all of that. that. Yeah, yeah, See yeah. me, I could be lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I could be lumpy. Man could be turning grey, Right. Man. I'll be hitting more cardio in the gym and drinking right. liquor. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll be honest. It took me, I mean, I was a lot younger then, but it took me a strong minute to even touch the clinic. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a strong minute. Yeah. And see when I went there and they dabbed me with the cotton bud vibe. <laughs> I wasn't trying to go back there again, stuff. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until yeah. they got rid of it. Like, obviously, they still give you the cotton bud here and there, depending yeah, yeah. on what you're going for. I've still never been clinic, but I've got the, the home test kits. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah, yeah. I don't have the balls to go clinic. I yeah. Guess. Don't you? I Why? Don't, one, because it's kind of long. Mm. And two, because, I don't know, I feel like it's a bit awkward, though. But I don't know, because I've never been there. So yeah. maybe it's not awkward. The thing is, I think about stuff like, I'm not even like, out here like that, but I'm thinking, right? Like, I don't know to be like Travis J. Yeah, uh, that's that the thing. In the- that happened to me. That's how, the last time. That's the thing. Yeah, the well, the last time I went, I actually just went private. Mm, yeah, I just okay. did that. <laughs> <laughs> I just did that. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's and funny, that's a whole story. That's a funny story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not even doing that today. <laughs> but um, the other time I went, yeah, yeah, it was mad for man. I realized, you know what? It's <laughs> I was I can't go AJ Road now. <laughs> I, can't go, I can't go Jeffrey Swing. I, like go I like your pod still. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like no nah, man. That's <laughs> in there flipping hoodie that bro. And do you know what it is as well, yeah? I think because of my stature as well, yeah. Mm. Like people just know it's me sometimes. Do you know what? Like I've <laughs> all, do you know what the thing is, yeah? I've always funny. told this story, because this to me is one of the funniest things that like has I like I was trying to be so inconspicuous at this time, yeah? So obviously, I'm DJing. I'm very active as a yeah, DJ yeah. at this point, yeah? Um, but at this point in my life as well, broke, going through it. Do you get what I'm saying? I ain't got a whip now, all of that now, yeah? yeah? So yeah. I'm going to a couple DJ bookings, but I'm trying to cut down the cost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm getting the train to the to the booking, which is calm, because mm. I could be drinking. Yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? But when I'm coming back, yeah? Man's trying to night bus it because oh, these times, because these times now the train's not twenty four hours. Yeah, of course. So I've gone top, I've gone um, top shop one time now, and I've like when I was in there, they had like, a, like it was like a you know, like a belly, <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't a belly though. This, but it's like a belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay, woolly, yeah, yeah. and the purpose of it was for that when it's freezing the cold. and cheeks were covered. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. So all of it, and then my, like my, you could just see my eyes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so anyway. I'm chilling at the bus stop now. It's about five in the morning. Yeah. I'm coming from this, from central London mm. and I've got this thing over my face, but I've got it over my nose as well. Yeah. Mm. One brother, I'm standing at the bus stop. Yeah. <laughs> One brother. Yeah. He walks towards me and as he walks past me, he goes, you're right, Chucks. Oh. And he just kept walking. The casual, like, <laughs> the, the casual <laughs> way he said it. The man just walked past me and said, you're right, Chucks. I just kept walking. The most non-eventful way of talking about it. I'm like, oh my God, bro. I've got this fucking thing over my face. Bro, oh, mate. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, we'd like, going back to the, the, um, the doctor's thing, we, yeah, we, we are terrible at that. It's, it's so funny that it's like, I think people get to a certain age Mm. and they, they, um, it's not that they don't want to go. It's just that they don't want to burden their family. Exactly. Yeah. 
And like, then, she, she calls the, the ambulance, like, calm, like it's nothing. Yeah. But she just won't tell us. She just doesn't want but people to panic. But there's also that thing of elderly people wanting to maintain their independence. That's true. Oh, and the thing is, that's so true. Because she was, I say was, because she's not anymore. But she was such an independent person. Like, this she was still it. driving in her 80s, bro. There you go. Right. And she still lives on her own, right. even though she really shouldn't. She yeah. still goes shop, gets her food. Like, she is very independent for a 94-year-old woman. Yeah. Mm. But she's desperately trying to hang on to that last little bit that she's got uh. of, like, making sure she can take care of herself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, unfortunately, now it's at the point where she can't. It's mm. a deep It's a deep one. It is, actually, it's really yeah. deep. It's really you know, they deep. say there's a, there's a saying that goes, once a man, twice a child. I remember when I first heard that, and I thought, wow, that's so true, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, when you are born you can't do very much mm. and then you become an adult and then you can do yeah. whatever. When I was young, I simplified that understanding just as thought like, rah, we're nappies twice in your life. Yeah. Mm. But it's it's really like as deep as that. And also it's one of the things where you take your agency. It's almost like as a child, you don't really have your agency just yet. Like people still dictate what happens in your world. Right. And then to get to that old stage after all those experiences mm. to just like, Sign it over to you again. Yeah, 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 exactly. The child is nappy, I changed. Now exactly. you're going to tell and me this is The thing is, the difference with that is, on a deeper one, is that when you're a baby, how you're being cared for is all you know. Mm. Then you become an adult and you're doing your own thing. But then when you get to this stage, you're conscious of, rah, I'm having to wear a nappy. Mm-hmm. Do you, well, do you know what? Let's not call it a nappy. They it's call not it a nappy, co- yeah. A, const, a constant pad. I should have brought that energy into yeah, the yeah, conversation. Yeah, they, that's yeah, te- yeah, that's yeah, techie. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? A constant pad, yeah? Mm. So now you get to that stage and you, but you're, you know what? Your pride still maybe looks at it like that. I'm having to Best. wear one of those type of things. Mm. Someone's having to feed me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I can't do, I can't do stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think as well, yeah, going um, on what you were saying as well is that sometimes, I think that you don't want the, you know, like you get some people, what you tell them some type of news and they're like, oh my, are you okay? And it's like, sometimes that's not what you need yeah. in that moment. Yeah. So there'll be people that like, will they might have cancer, for example, and go through the, the whole process and even beat it and not even have told anyone yeah. because they don't, they, they don't, don't want, want the, the yeah. <gasps> yeah. Like when Pete, see when Peter um, went, had the brain tumor yeah. and I came back and I, um, Pete was my stepdad, yeah. Okay. Um, when like that all started happening, I rushed back cause I was in, I was in Germany, but I, I was coming back anyway. And I like rushed to the hospital, but when I went to the hospital, I wasn't on a. Oh my god! Like, so mm. I was just like, "Yo, what's going on? What's happening?" Like, you know what I mean? And we were just chatting, and, that, and he's like, yeah, yeah, "Yeah, we just." And he's and then he was just saying to me, "Yeah, like it's weird because thing, boom, boom, boom." Like, yeah, man, don't worry, man. Everything's gonna be able to work itself out. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever you need, just let yeah. us look. We just know that we're there. Yeah, then yeah. we just crack my con- yeah. crack crack on talking about football, talking mm. about a bunch of different things or whatnot. It's just about letting that person know. If you ever want to talk about it, right. I'm here, but I ain't going to force you to do it. Yeah. And I'm not going to cry in front of you. That was difficult because even when, when Peter started to um, really decline and, you know, like some people started to come around and, you know, like they're just crying mm. or they're just staring at him. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Like, even though to you, he might not seem like himself or he might not have his faculties and whatever, yeah? Understand that there's probably a part of his brain that does really know what's going on. Yeah. So that's and not that what you... deep. Yeah, so and, that, that, and that's, what, that's what stops you from saying, you know, I don't want this person to come around. I don't want... You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know what reminds me of my, when my granddad was like dealing with prostate cancer, that's how he eventually passed away. It was weird because of his age and I feel like he 
felt like this was the right time. Right. So he was like declining treatments. I never forget, he phoned me and said, Travis, I'm dying, okay? And then he proceeded to give me advice that was like life advice. Sick. That whole kind of, you know, be wise in everything you do and da 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 da, don't put your trust in man. Like really final statements. Mm. And I remember just like struggling to process this convo because it was like, it didn't feel different to our usual conversations. Yeah. But he was so like, I'm going now. Like he was calling it around the family, the big switch. Oh really? Oh, yeah, he's like oh, the big switch. He, he, he had fully come accepted to, it. He come yeah. to terms with it. Straight. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. went playing with it. So That's now it. it's like, I'm preparing everybody for my departure. Yeah, yeah. So it was a weird one, like, <coughs> It was nuts. But that's like, you know when you look back at that, that's kind of like, it's quite, it's kind of sick still. Like, I rate it in hindsight. But yeah. in the moment, it was At the like, moment, it's hard to deal yeah, with. Yeah, it's nuts. I've, you, I've I said before, you know, my mum has like had those conversations with, with me where she's like, if anything ever happens to me, that's the there, man. this is there, yeah. that's that, this is, and I, I hate it. Yeah. I hate <laughs> it. Worst, bro. I think since Peter's died though, as much as I don't like it, what she's doing is very smart. Do you get what I'm saying? Because sometimes some people die and you, no one knows nothing about anything. Right. And then it's just a one big passer. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Especially if you've got brothers, sisters, mm-hmm. or she's got brothers, sisters, whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah. No one don't really know nothing. Um, you know, what you... It's, I, you know, this is a conversation I don't think I'll ever stop having, but it's like, we are... Not here for a long time, bro. Bro, listen, as I'm getting to these ages, like I used to just look at life as just, it's long. Do you know what I mean? When I grow up and I'm doing my thing, it's long. And now I'm like, bro, hold on. I'm actually seeing my parents get older. Like I used to look at my dad like, bro, my dad is just, no one's, no one can test my dad. My dad can run fast. My dad can play. He-man. Yeah, straight. That's, He-man. That's my dad. Yeah. And it's like, man's getting older. And I'm into adult life now. And I'm looking at my dad. I'm like, okay, I see you slowing down a little bit yeah. in certain things. And it's like, obviously, we don't age that fast as black people, but yeah. I'm seeing the change. And right. I'm like, bro, we're really humans, you know? Yeah, trust me. This thing really goes Listen, to a certain place. Th- there's one thing that you can't beat, you know? Mm, age. <laughs> yeah. You can't beat that. It's two yeah. things. Death and, death and taxes. Oh, yeah. And taxes. Yeah, right, all of that bro. shit. But like age, you can't beat that shit. Like, mm. you know what I mean? No matter what happens, no matter how old you, no matter how young you look or whatever, mm. you can't beat that. And like, you're going to be around. And also, do you know what? I wouldn't even want to be around for no. a long period of time like that anyway, when you Shit. really deep it. Shit. Like what? You get to like 130 years old and everyone's dead. Fam, I had a conversation with my boy one time and he was basically saying like, would you want immortality? And I was saying, I don't think you could be immortal and not eventually become evil. <laughs> That's the true. amount of pain and loss that you would experience in your life, mm. you wouldn't be able to form no bonds with anybody. Yeah, that's true. That's, you know what I mean? That's, that's a deep one still. Yeah. Yeah, because it's then you, you, it's that constant loss. And yeah. loss is deep. Attachment issues. Attachment mm-hmm. issues. Attachment issues. That's a deep that one. That is very man. deep, actually, yeah. But yeah, no, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want more. Like, as, as long as I can live to a, a certain age with as much faculties as possible, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, um, then we're good. This is bringing me on to like something else that I'm not going to talk about so much today, but it's just about, had a mad conversation with one of my brothers about living in the time where there's no electricity. But you know what? It sounds mad, yeah? Mm. But one day I'm going to come here and I'm going to break down exactly where that comes from because that was something that almost actually happened. There was something that almost happened or that they're saying that almost happened in 2012 
that could have affected our electricity. But I'm just reading more into it at the okay, moment, cool, yeah. Which cool. then went into like me and my brethren really deep in a, like life without electricity. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. anyway, that's conversation for another day. Same Boom. A uh, couple things before we get into anything serious. Um, you see Salt Bay, yeah. Yeah. Does he charge extra to sprinkle salt over the meat and to then? get the meat and dangle it over your mouth or so, yeah the, so the way it works is that if you order certain dishes at his restaurants if he happens to be there then he'll, he'll be the one coming to do it so, and then in the meantime he just kicks back in the back I don't know and he's just chilling him. yeah I guess no, so brother. he's hit the belly he Did really you, has he's hit the bro, fucking belly people are paying like 400 quid for one Six steak just for him to just do for that just to dangle yeah. it in their mouth for the gram on <laughs> Instagram you letting him dangle it in your mouth no. Why not though? Major pause. Like, why are you dangling meat <laughs> in my mouth like that? Like, do you know what? I don't mind the salt thing. Mm. And I don't, it's not because I was gay or anything like that. It's just like, I don't like. I don't want to be fed by just, another you know man. To, yeah, like, <laughs> my, I, I don't know. I've, I process things in a bit of a different way at times, innit? Yeah. Cause you know, like sometimes people think, oh, like, like certain people do certain things for the gram or whatever. And then maybe I might overthink it, but I'm like, I don't really, even, even when I was saying about the Travis J, um, like Jordans and that, yeah. You know, when, like, when someone comes up to me and they're like, yo, these are the Travis. In my head, I'm like, I'm sure he's a lovely Don. Like, I'm sure he's Travis a nice Scott. guy. Huh? Travis Scott. Yeah. Best said yeah. Travis J. Yeah, he's oh, Travis sorry. Yeah, 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 sorry. I ain't really got Travis. <laughs> <thing. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like. I don't need this. Yeah, like you're yeah. hitting me with this like, yo, like he's like, I just, I don't, my brain doesn't really process it in the same way. Mm. So when I see people dangling, the, when I see him dangling the meat in someone's mouth, and I know that it's supposed to be like a whole thing, mm. I'm just seeing a man dangling meat in a man's yeah, mouth. Yeah, and source. I'm just like, I'm in my, I look at it like this. Oh, you paid that X amount of money for him to do that. So I'm looking at this guy and I'm saying, you fucking smashed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah. fucking smashed... You've got people... Imagine this didn't <laughs> exist. Imagine this wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah. And you just went to a restaurant one day. There was no marketing, no nothing. You just went to a restaurant one day and you saw a man dip the thing in there and he was dangling... Like, you just saw him just do that. Like, how mad would that look? He's patting himself so nicely, bro. But you know what it is? It's a sign of the way the world is going. Where people can take a market build a brand in the middle of it and do whatever they want with it well, oh, build an experience yes well. it's, it's definitely an experience thing word, it's not bro. really about nah. the meat at this no point. Nah. it's, it's the, the experience yeah. he's made so put sprinkling salt <laughs> cool the thing is the thing is you say that as like half banter half serious but that's fully legit exactly what he's done yeah that's all that he's done that's why he's the fucking guy he is a G yeah, I'm not gonna it. lie gotta respect it He's the fucking guy. Nothing. If someone could come out, yeah, of the, you know, Vapianos. If Vapianos had a thing where now the, the, the man comes and he just gets this prawn <laughs> on this fork and he not, does this. Not the same. And that's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nuts. And then he's like... Yeah. <laughs> and everyone loved it. You are the fucking Don. And yeah. I know that steak ain't special neither. Well, I heard it's kind of nice still, but... I heard I mean, the steak is good, but it can't be... 400, 500 quid yeah, surely like, not. It's not miles past Gauchos. No. Yeah, no, no it's not no, that no. much. The difference is not that much. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. I mean, obviously it's relative to the, your finances and that as well. Yeah. I mean, if you're like, however many racks up, 
to some people, it's like going to, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, McDonald's. meat and wine company. Yeah. No, Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, a, like, it's relative to how much pe- how much racks you've mm. got. If you're killing yourself to go and do it now, that's a whole, that's a whole you, next Your thing. expectation of that steak is different, bro. Man wants the <laughs> iPad with it. You see what's going on with this, um, what's her name? Jesse, Jess... No- Jesse Nelson, yeah, Jesse Nelson from Little, yeah, Little Mix. You see what's going on with that? No, tell yeah. me what's going on. Um, basically, she has. She was formerly part of um, Little Mix. Yeah. She's the one that left. Yeah, she's the one that left. The one that did the terrible Jamaican accent. <laughs> did she? Is that? Yeah. Is it that one? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. When did she do that? Uh, oh, what was no, it? you've seen. You've the thing is, the you've meme. seen a video, but you know what? He doesn't realize that was her trying to do right, a Jamaican okay. accent because yeah, it was looks, that bad. She looks so different now. Like, but yeah, she tried to do his Jamaican accent and it was just this weird sound. I don't Became know. A, a meme. Yeah. Did it? Balagna. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know exactly. what she was even trying to say, bro, but she's like, I was yeah, like, no. everyone stops. You have seen it, but you You've just definitely don't. Seen you, it, bro. you didn't. Who clock. did she do that around? Oh, it was on radio. Was it I think it was. Or something? Yeah, it she was did it on the... what? With Pierce Morgan and them, man? No, 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 no. It was, no, no. I think it might have been radio, oh. but it was filmed. But I don't, I don't yeah. know. She did it like. On, on live whatever it's scary so for her to blacken up like this is kind of nuts <laughs> in hindsight <laughs> oh, okay so yeah what's what's happening with her then so okay well one thing is that like what how it, i feel like how it started correct me if i'm wrong here um there was a clip of a, her new video called boys yeah and basically it's the same production as diddy's old song bad boys yeah bad boys for life right now in that clip when we first saw the clip, it was her basically looking like, she looked like a reborn Beyonce, yeah? And um, it was just like a lot of, like majority black men that was in the, so there was like black men behind her and she's saying that she likes bad boys for life or whatever, mm. which is sort of, you know, perpetuating this narrative yep. that black men are bad boys, yeah? So that was one thing. And then also I started to see like people were putting up clips of, how she looked today and how she's looked, how she does look, mm-hmm. and she's doing like the black vibe. Like yeah, she's, yeah. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So obviously she's holding a lot of corn on for for, for that, yeah. And to be fair, she just looks crazy. Do you know what it is that makes me laugh is that like you know when white artists come out and they know that the R and B or the black audience is a great way to bust. Yeah. So you look at like Pink. Oh, she did that. Justin Timberlake and that would like not so heavy on the Justin Timberlake, but. You know he probably wanted to get into his country bag way earlier than he than they let him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Do you know what? I don't know about Just. I'd cut Justin some slack still. Uh, I think cool. Justin, without diverting it, I think Justin was doing the pop thing, but always wanted to do the R and B thing. Mm. Um, and you know what? That thing that he had with Pharrell, it just worked and it was good yeah, or whatever. Yeah, true. But he's privileged. True, true. true and true. because of his privilege, he's able to just jump back in mm. and do. Um, Whatever, Justin Bieber, now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a bit more different. Yeah. Now, I, did we not have a conversation about mm-hmm. whether he was cult- culturally appropriating? Mm. Now, I think he does, but I think he's good at it. You I think, think he does right. do it, but he just does it well. That's I think he does it well. Sort of like Justin Timberlake. I don't think Justin Timberlake that's... appropriates though. Do you yeah, not? I wouldn't say that about Justin Timberlake. Weirdly, like I don't feel like he's. Obviously, I said it in banter with the blacking up. I don't feel like he blacked up. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's his vibe. Like, with how that collaborations work with Pharrell and that that's just how it came together. 
Whereas I think, obviously, with Jesse and that, this is a deliberate move. And I think with Pink, it was a deliberate thing. Right. Because obviously, that day you go, Tink came out. I was like, right, no, I feel like I'm rocking with this chick. Yeah. And then it just went nuts. And I was like, okay, I don't even recognize you. Clearly, yeah, she that just went you. Sharon Osbourne on that. Yeah, those. left the thing clean. So for me, I'm like, I don't like it when it's a deliberate thing. But if it's like an organic arrangement, yeah. I can mm. accept it. Yeah, yeah. With Justin Bieber, by the way, the reason why I would say that he does is because every time. Like, when he's about to get in his country bag, it's just long hair, he's got this uh, big, long moustache and all of that shit, yeah? yeah? And then when he's about to go back into his R&B bag, he has a fade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they must have eyebrows for no reason. Exactly. Yeah. But it's hard. Like, it's hard. But see, but, this girl now, mm. what, firstly, the song's trash. Secondly, Diddy needs a C in two because how we even co-sign this one and even let this sample go like that is absolutely mental to me. Does, I'm he, like, does he own his stuff, Diddy? Diddy, yeah, yeah. Diddy owns everything. That's mm. one of the reasons why people <laughs> why people are onto him because he owns he owns everything. He owns everything. Yeah. But it's owns. like, yo, like what? I mean, my thing is like, what was going on this day? Like, what did when you went to the um, when you went to the um, the tanning shop to check my gal? Like, oh my <laughs> what? Like, what was happening that day for you to just? Do you get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That tanning stuff that's going on, by the way, yeah. I don't know. Is it tan? Like, what is it? Like, why it's does like he look sp- so dark? Yes, it must be a spray tan thing. That because that's happening now. Now a lot of these like influencers you're seeing, they're getting accused on the on the like the black fishing thing as well. Because people are just like, they get that ambiguous look. Because once you've got that ambiguous look, it's like you're open to all markets. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you see that there's like a, a like a, a difference in how much money a black influencer would make versus a white influencer. So once you're in that middle area, it's like you can appeal to a lot of different ways. Yeah, but the black influencers get less. Much less. So it's like now you are... But they appeal to the... They obviously, they appeal to the, the main market. Like the black market is a, is a massive spender base. Like we are huge like the black pound is still strong even though economically yeah. we're not that strong so if you have someone that's ambiguous you're connecting on the many different levels right you see what i'm saying and i think that's where the value is for these white uh, white influences to blacken up like that yeah yeah i think it's got a lot to do also with the fact that like like it's about what's cool and then it's about what's like still using your privilege at the same time so over there this is proper cool but mm. do you know what whether this person is conscious of this or not, yeah. whether they are conscious of this or not, a part of it is essentially, I really like this. Yes. I I don't necessarily want to deal with what it actually comes with to be that. Yeah. Because I still want my privilege. That's right. So I'm going to do a little bit of it so mm-hmm. I can maybe be a part of it yeah. and do some cool shit. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes... It just looks so mad. Like, it just mm. looks so mad. It looks so forced. It looks like... And it's a massive issue because it's like, even with them doing that, mm. if they are able to get away with doing that, the corp- the corporations and stuff, they just feed into it. And they're like, okay, cool. You, we'll, you know, That's right. we'll give you the budget for everything. And as, as opposed to going to the place where it is authentically done or where it's being copied from. Do you get nice. me? Yeah, yeah. 100%. But... um. But yeah, she's holding a lot of corn, boy. I can't lie, and I think that she. Des- I think it's very deserved. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think it's very deserved, man. It's not like the tune slapped. If the tune slapped, we might feel a little different. Yeah, nah. Yeah, yeah mate. Maybe, I don't know. It, it, yeah, I mean, if the tune was hard, it's like you're still enjoying it, but it's like, yeah, you're a bit messed up by the tune bangs. 
Whereas this way around, it's like it's a double fuckery, man. She just looks nuts to me, bro. I can't even like whole thing just looks mad. It just looks mad to me. Mm. It looks mad, but like these it never. I'm never surprised by it though. Like mm. I'm never, I'm never surprised by it. A part of me is like the game is the game. I'm glad that at times um, people can be called out for it a bit. Yeah. But like sometimes I, I ain't gonna lie. These it's times like this is where I do like Twitter because uh. Twitter just has this moment. And I remember seeing someone saying, yo, you lot need to be careful because you lot are going to outrage this tune to number one. That's true still. <laughs> I said, that's true still. But I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a maybe there's a level of ignorance in there, some naivety. Um, mm. uh, maybe, maybe she is a part of a plan that she is not necessarily fully aware of this is me cutting her a little bit of slack here now which i should maybe shouldn't be doing but all mm-hmm. i'm saying is, is that sometimes there's a whole team that's right, around that's, right. that's involved um is, i asked the question is is she a creative is she creative like that is there someone that's saying oh you know what is she the person who's turned around and said you know what i want to get more into the r&b thing and mm-hmm. then someone in the team saying oh well, yeah do you know what mm-hmm. oh it would be good if you spun off this tune and you know bad boys and think and think mexicans think you know blacks at the back and you know because when i watched the video it's actually not like it's not just blacks it's there's mexicans in there it's just more the american bad boy thing in it there's a yeah. white there's white dons in there too yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah. i mean yeah, but yeah. it's like the whole thing just looks like a little bit of a mess. The fact that she even looks <clears throat> as dark as she does is another nuts thing to me. But also, <clears throat> not necessarily cutting her some slack on this, but when you go to certain places outside of London in particular, you see like people are up there turning hard. Fam, it's orange. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But now it's like there's a new vibe because it's like at one point, there was like the light, remember when girls were doing like the light sort of tan? Mm. And then they started going for the, the darker sort of tan, which then turns you orange. Now this one is like, this kind of orange is still orange, but it's like, you know, the fruit bowl, and you didn't touch the orange for time. And now, <laughs> and now it's gone. Quite, yeah, it's gone proper dark. It's like, you know the ones that the bodybuilders use? Yes. You see the white man coming yeah. there, black fam. Oh, bro, I used to think, right, there's enough black man in the lineup. It's like, right. oh, the face though. Yeah, exactly. And all you got to do is look at their feet. Yeah. <laughs> or their hands. And you can, it's like, raw, like, this is nuts. Mm. Like, you looking hella like a different type of mixed race. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, this bit is mad, whatever. <laughs> and then your hands is, and then the feet, yeah. and then usually the feet are blotchy. <laughs> what is it? Can it's I the ask toe some of you fam. lot? It's huh? the toe knuckle fam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It don't get in between the little crevices. So when you start stretching out the toes, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. But what is it about? Let me ask some of you lot, yeah. What is it about the, the foot part of the tan that fucks it all up. Like, why is it always blotchy around the feet and sometimes around the hands? All you're doing is lying down. <laughs> but it's, I don't know, bro. It's like, obviously toe, toes and knuckles, same issue, fam. This, these crevices, they're hard to get in, fam. Yeah, I hear that you know what I, mean? you start, I know what you mean. Yeah, you're there lying down like this now. You can't <laughs> close your fist. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that, bro. <laughs> oh, mate, I don't know, man, but... um. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll end up seeing what happens here anyway. I don't know. I don't know if she's come out and said anything about mm. about about it. And I know that you know everyone's having their moment on it. 
it probably won't mean anything after a period of time, which I think is going to upset some people, especially women, you know what yeah. I mean? Black women in particular, because yeah. we talk, these things get talk, spoke about for a little bit and then everyone just goes quiet just about it on. again and then someone else just comes on with, comes with some other fuckery and then it's just like, it's just another trigger. Do you get me? No, it's real. It's real. But I think that's why it's important that Twitter and space exist, like you were saying, because it just lends a voice to the voiceless. Do you know what mm. I mean? Because before Twitter, let's be real, how is this like this outrage being voiced? Yeah. Like, social media can do so much because we've got the freedom to put it out there. Yeah. And that's why the algorithms and all this kind of stuff does its best to yeah. block that stuff as yeah. well, but can't. I don't, like, this is the thing as well, yeah? People need to understand that there's actually nothing wrong with like paying homage and doing that type of stuff. And like, you know what? It's like, especially as like a, a white girl who maybe love R, loves R&B music and stuff like that. No one is never saying that you can't do it. Mm. Like you stare for you, you can do it. Just be yourself within right. doing it. That's like, right. I think the, the problem that we face the most when it comes to stuff like that is just how forced um, people can be in terms of like, trying to be a part of something and then the issues that you kind of create within doing that mm. because what you're essentially then doing is is like well you're now a part of a thing where now you're getting which i said before these corporations that look at that as okay this is the digestible version there you go yeah so we're gonna we're gonna fuck with this and then it suppresses that fam it's ali g in comedy because yeah, when he real. came out, do you know what I mean? Richard Blackwood was the guy on Channel 4. He was the guy making those moves. Ali G comes. Now that now that he's the main guy with a black, you know what I mean? With a black passing voice in their eyes. He ticks our box now. So now you've got black comics on the circuit looking at this brother thinking, this brother's taken a very loaded phrase, is it because I is black? Mm. And making that shit famous. And we're sitting here, actual talent fitting this thing watching that happen. Mm. So that feeling directly is like, right, this is taking a piss. This done's a violation. And obviously it blows up because what you're saying, the corporations, they get behind it's like, okay, this is an accessible version of what you guys do. We don't really want to pack with you too heavy. So, boom. Mm. Now we're enjoying. So I'm glad that the backlash is there for this one. Yeah, that's true, man. That I remember that actually. Mm. The Ali G thing. <clears throat> and I remember obviously the whole thing with Craig David and that as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's nuts because obviously you see men come out and be like, oh, I didn't know that that was the effect it was having on you. Like Trish, um, talk show, he like, mocked her face as well. Like, you know, he'd say in some interviews, like, oh, I didn't really recognise this. It's like, bro, these people behind the scenes reached out to men. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. These things, these convos went on and it's like, when you're in your moment, you're untouchable, innit? Do you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna listen to you, man. Yeah, Don't yeah. Tell me you're from. only trying to hear it now when shit ain't happening for you now. That's right. And then now you're starting to understand it. But when you was actually really having your moment, you weren't really, you weren't, you didn't even want to hear it. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, I think you, I think that usually in places like this, yeah, mm. um, it's more, these people probably find it easier to market the person who sounds like the guy mm. or the girl than it is to actually have the guy or the girl. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So like, if I am sitting here saying, yo, like, let's, okay, let me, I'll give you an example. Let's say Lippy. Okay. Yeah, see like the way that Lippy talks or whatever, where yeah. he comes from or whatnot, yeah. Mm. I'm very happy for him in that, the fact that he's actually, we're at a time now where someone like that can prosper. Yeah. It's amazing, yeah. yeah? But <clears throat> particularly at a certain point, <clears throat> you would have had someone that would have looked at that 
And they probably still will, and they'll say, oh, no, he sounds too hood, or he sounds too this, or whatever. Mm. But you get someone who's outside of that community that talks that sort of same way, yeah. and it's like, right, we can market you. Mm-hmm. Like, we mm-hmm. can do something with you because you are more of the digestible face. That's right. <clears throat> because kids that are from, you know, outside of the major cities in particular, mm. like... They can re- they will be able to relate to that more than they would be able to relate to the Don who's actually from there like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that we kind of also maybe f- um, some people kind of like fantasize about like the gangsterism stuff. Of course. But obviously, you don't want to be a part of it. That's right. You like you like it. Yeah. It's kind of risque kind of vibe. Straight. But like, be actually dealing with it is a whole different thing. It's like banter about like roadman banter. Mm. it's like if you really break that down it's so loaded do you see what I'm saying it's like obviously it's like yeah oh, go on, obviously duh, 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 and it's like there's there's laughing points there but you start to unpack all of that and you start to realise man living in that world don't want to really live like that yeah yeah do you yeah. see what I'm saying but it's like you're taking the little bit on top and it's like you we make fun of it make light of it and have some fun with it but there's a lot of man that's really struggling in this world like if you start looking into these stories that man on the road that got sucked into that life and didn't really need to be there or just got just got warped in it growing up in it cousins family it's so loaded and it's like you make it accessible for people outside to just go right that's entertaining yeah yeah for real do you know what I mean so there's a lot there in many ways did you watch the Dave Chappelle show I did bro did you watch it no watch it man okay yeah watch it when you get some time watch it did you watch it did you watch it okay let's let's unpack it I'm really glad that when I watched it, I watched it immediately. Yeah. And I didn't watch it through like going on, like going on social media and hearing people's opinions yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and the thing is, I didn't purposely rush to go and watch it. You know, I just, it was just, I heard he had something out and I had a bit of time mm. and I sat and I, and I just thought, Steph, man, I have to and, watch that. And the rollout was very sudden as well. I felt like promotion started maybe two days before the release. I just saw like a Talk trailer. to me about that because I didn't even see. I mean, yeah. you're as a comedian, yeah, 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 yeah. You would have been paying more attention to those type of things than I would have. Straight. Even though I've really fucked with my man. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't even see nothing. I didn't even know you had a special. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking maybe like three days tops before it came out. Boom, I'm seeing the closer trailer. And I was just like, this is, it's not usually, I mean, usually it's like a two week thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like coming soon unless the date is pending. Whereas this one was like, ah, it's out. So that's, I don't know. I noticed that straight away. I was like, okay, this is unusual. Cool, let's watch it. And it's like, Dave's energy is always 100. Like as far as the comedy world, as far as integrity, his bar is at 100, full stop. Do you know what I mean? And it's like the freedom that he has, he just does whatever the hell he wants. Comics out there, there's a lot of comics who would call themselves, yeah, me, I do what I'm doing, my thing. I tell it as it is. But they know there's a line. Dave Chappelle, there's no line. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about the freedom that he has and why he has so much freedom. How do you create that level of freedom? I think it comes from his story of that 50 mil walking away from that money. Like, that's a landmark thing for a comedian to go through. I mean, for anybody in entertainment, to leave 50 mil on the table. That's not normal stuff. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? And it's like, when you hear the reasoning behind it, and it's like... What was the reasoning again a little bit? Drew? So like, to try and summarise it, I think I feel like the direction of where Chappelle show went, he saw that the type of comedy and some of the sketches he was doing was like really empowering people to laugh at black people. 
do you see what I mean? A lot of conversations he was happening, having in the boardroom, he wasn't comfortable with how this was now, like what started off as something, it's, it's almost like, you know that thing where it's like, you perform on a black circuit, you can tell jokes in front of black people and it's like, you know, this is what we're doing. But it's like some of those stuff you take to the main space, now you've got people laughing at it from different demographics and you start thinking, are we laughing together or are we laughing at my culture? Mm. And I feel like that happened with some of the jokes that he was doing in that Chappelle show that made him think, you know what? This is nuts. And maybe control, like, you know, you start to lose creative control bit by bit over the years. And I feel like that got to a place where he's like, you know what? I don't want to perpetuate this anymore and I'm out. So that was kind of, that's my understanding of how that situation went down. But I think leaving 50 mil on the table when you don't already have 50 mil right. is like exemplary of like integrity. So he's kept that energy. Remember, bear in mind, he stayed out of the light for like 13 years. Mm. Doing stand-up though. Like, like just, the, just doing the circuit. Doing the circuit. There's yeah. times where I'm, I'm hearing stories that Dave Chappelle's doing stand-up in the park, fam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So that's a man who... I think one time he came to London and he did like this mad small venue, just random Rammed though. it out. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like this was however many years ago, he just came just randomly and just... Yeah. It was like he was just popping up places and just like, yeah, do you know yeah. what? I'll find a space and I'll just do it. Straight. And, but that's him though with stand-up. So it's like, where I, I can imagine that journey takes his toll on you to the point where you just like, I'm always going to be myself in any space I'm in, whatever it is I think. Man can't take away something from me if I cancel myself. Man cancelled his own show. They wanted him to do the show. There were sketches. I think season three came out and he wasn't in it like physically. Do you know what I'm saying? Just the sketches and stuff like that came out. So that's a man whose integrity is more important to him than anything else. So when he's on stage with that energy, comics know that they... They would like to be able to do those type of things, but they jeopardize the fact that I could still, I don't want to shut off those opportunities that may come. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's that, that tricky thing that you do think about. Does TV want a comic like this on TV? Do you know what I mean? Especially if you're like black in this country to be that crazy. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, you don't really see like black Frankie Boyles. Do you know what I'm saying? Frankie Boyle is like, he's got his lane to be that kind of wild stuff and it's all right, but you don't really see that. So especially with black entertainers, you kind of get pushed into this, you know, keep it safe, keep it friendly. Do you know what I'm saying? Don't be the angry black guy. Don't do these type of things. And no one says it to you directly like that. But when you start to see the reviews that that get handed to black comics, do you know what I mean? It's almost like a copy and paste review. Great stage presence. Not really too sure about the material. Didn't really understand it. And it's like, you start thinking, all right, I, for me to excel, I kind of have to be a certain way. So you watch someone like Dave Chappelle in the midst of all this landscape and you think, bloody hell, like, no one can touch you, bro. Like, his thing got like, 100% or close to 100% like, you know, love on Rotten Tomatoes. But on the reviews, three stars. Really, yeah? Fam, I'm seeing these reviews and these men are writing about Dave Chappelle, three stars. And then they're giving some next random comics that will, I don't want to speak on no one's destiny in it, but yeah. we might not hear of this comic. Four, five, epic show, but Dave Chappelle gets free. So he's so against the rhythm of the industry. He exists in his own lane. Right. And so how much does like, how much does reviews today play a part in the excelling of you as a comedian? Personally, I don't care about reviews because I love to know what my people think. And with social media, they can tell you what they think. You can also know how good your show is by the fact people keep coming back. Right. They, you know how good it is because they're laughing. Now, obviously, reviews have their place because people don't have money to just throw at any random event. Like, they want to at least know ahead of time, is this good or not? But what's happening now is that some reviewers, they take their raw weight. Like, they feel like they're a bit more important than they are. So it's like, if you don't do what they specifically like, they'll write you down. And it's like, 
you can take it take it seriously or you can accept that we're in a completely different era and you know certain men who kind of position himself as gatekeepers in his comedy thing them man there they're not for everybody else mm. do you know what I mean and it it becomes obvious which is why certain institutions you know they're like say Edinburgh Festival it's mm. not as appealing to comics that aren't from a particular background anymore okay because those reviews up there you start thinking that's not really reflecting what the audience everywhere else says or so, thinks right so it's like I'm gonna come there for your cosign and these men ain't gonna find me funny yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> if I do what you want these men ain't gonna enjoy it anyway yeah yeah, yeah so that, it's yeah. like you really just have to build your audience and just rock with your people right man. I think as well yeah just obviously interrupt me if I'm if what I'm saying is not making sense mm. but I think that like what it seems to me as well with him is that he's been around for a long time mm. he's been doing this for a very very long time and he's built a fan base of people prior to this special like a really large group of like people that proper fuck with this guy yeah, yeah? yeah. and they'll travel for him they'll buy tickets immediately um, and he's put himself in a place of power and trust mm -hmm. through his comedy throughout the years yeah so now I feel like because of all of that, because of that whole resume, yeah. how long he's been out, and also even at the, the, the fact that he's at the age that he's at, mm. that now gives him the affordability, I feel, to say, you know what, yeah, I'm going to say certain things. And if you don't like it, and if no one likes it, it's actually all right. Like, yeah. I'm all right. <laughs> like, I'm all right in life. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm okay in life. Um... I may not necessarily need for much, mm. yeah. So I'm comfortable in that sense. I've been here for a minute. Mm. I'm just, I'm gonna just say what's on my mind. I'm gonna say these things, innit? And if you don't like it, you don't like it. But if you do, you do. People that fuck with me and that understand mm -hmm. my, pers my, my personality and my tone and all these things, they'll get it. And if you don't get it, it's not for you. That's right. This, what I'm doing is not for you. Mm -hmm. Now, when I watched it, mm. I remember the first, 10, 15 minutes, I'm like, oh my, God. he's on extra smoke today. Yeah. You know, like the last him. special, he was on smoke. <laughs> yeah. This time he's on extra smoke. And how I looked at that mm -hmm. was, I looked at it like, you know, he did what he did before. And you know, you talk about the critics and everyone yeah, yeah. saying all this stuff and that, like, he, they didn't they didn't even give him great ratings for all of that stuff and yeah. then on Twi Twitter, you know, the mm. far left and that was yeah, really yeah. onto him and all these type of things, yeah. I think what happens sometimes is even though he isn't on Twitter like that and he probably isn't on Instagram like that, he's very aware of like how people are acting, mm. the hypocrisy and the way that people think and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I think that after the first, first that, that special day, he said, you know what? You lot actually get on my nerves. Yeah, yeah, you lot yeah. Kind, you lot get on my nerves. So do you know what? Today is definitely me and you today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely me and you today. That was fully the energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, is yeah. me. It's me and you today. You're mm. really going to have it today. Yeah. I'm really going to let you know the contradictions in how you lot think. And I'm going to give you how I feel about certain things. Yeah. And I felt as though when I watched it, like one of the things that he said, spoiler alert, by the way, where he was talking about um, the baby. Mm. And let's be clear, mm. the baby was wilding out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? The baby was wilding out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we cannot hit, sit here and say that the baby was not going mad when he was doing what he was doing yeah, on the yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah. But the way that they've set this thing up where he said, oh, did you know <laughs> <laughs> this dog once shot, shot a nigga 
and <laughs> killed him. In Walmart? Yeah. In front of people. Duppied this brother. Mm-hmm. Duppied this brother. Can't hurt a gay person's feelings though. It's mad. And like, you know... His career's doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like... There was... But it, the one thing that he said though that... I feel needs to be like, there needs to be more of a conversation on and like me and Callum had this conversation I felt like it was right that we kind of sat and mm. talked about it. it was like um, but it was around the Wiley thing or whatever yeah and I was saying that there's an elephant in the room in regards to like black black people and Jewish people or whoever else but I can't speak for any other community but I'll okay. just say us yeah okay. there's an elephant in the room and the elephant in the room always seems like it can't be spoken about for whatever reason yeah but when Dave was talking about, look, yeah, it might seem as though, because he was doing some Jew jokes and that too, yeah, <laughs> which I was a bit bad. But he's saying, like, it's not that I'm against you lot. Mm. I'm just jealous. Yeah. He's like, our community is not as strong as this. Do you get mm. what I'm saying? Like, so if like, you if we well say something, movement. huh? Look how well this movement is going. Look how well it's going. Yeah. If we say something, it's smoke. Mm. if it's said something over here it's just not really the same smoke yeah. do you understand what I'm yeah. saying yeah. and I, and that is a, that's the elephant in the room that I feel needs to be spoken about because I even I got you know there's a guy that I speak to really really good, nice guy that I met when I was in um, when I filmed gangster rap in Jerusalem or whatever okay. and like we talk we have some really open conversations and stuff and he educates me on his perspective and like we have like these open honest conversations occasionally yeah, yeah? yeah. and it's like I wish that people were able to That's have right. this without it without feeling attacked do you yeah, get what I'm saying 100%. but but this is it's like it, it reminds me of what kind of inspired like my show that's kind of coming up was like last year when Black Lives Matter was really taking over. One thing I noticed is that different demographics were coming forward to speak on their perspective on what racism was to them. Like it was like raw. Like I, I had no idea. Obviously, I've been living amongst a society that has black people in it, but I had no idea that's what you were going through. Mm. Like there was a not that I was like taking and maybe looking at that opinion and trying to break it down, but it was the the honesty. Now I feel like society's changed. Lockdown did something to the world where I don't think we can go back to what we did before where everything was tight-lipped and no one's really saying how they feel. I feel like we need to lean into that even more. So I feel like what he's done with his perspective on certain things is, he's like, you know, you know what? I'm putting it out there, raw, unfiltered, and I want the, I, I want whatever comes with it. Do you see what I'm saying? Because eventually what I do want is progress. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Everyone's got to come and put their shit on the table so that we can all go, all right, we're either going to build something nice with this or if it's just going to be smoke here, but at least there's transparency. And that's kind of like what I want more of. Mm. Because I'm like, you know what? There are communities that we just don't interact with. Mm. And it's just the distance and the speculation that creates the tension. So now everyone's walking forward like, right, you can't say that. And bare people misinformed on their views. Mm. But just misinformed and passing that bullshit down to the generations. So now it's a thing where it's like, not to say that I, have to, I agree with every single thing Dave said in that mm. thing, but it's like, men have to come forward and just put their truth out there. Because you can only respond with the, from the truth with the truth. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. you're pissed off? That's a true response. Don't decorate the shit no more. Well, do you know why I think that it's difficult to do that? And I think because again, this is not me saying I agree with everything he said. I'm, I'm be honest with you. I thought it was funny. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah, mm. but one of the reasons why we won't be able to do that, yeah, is because sometimes when it is your turn 
to be hold, held accountable for something. Mm. People ain't necessarily able to push their egos to the side when yeah. it comes to that. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So now you are hearing, the, you're just hearing the smoke and your back's up, but you're not hearing the message. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, again, with Dave Chappelle, even though I know that there was, was a lot of people that didn't particularly agree mm. with what it was that he was saying, I think a lot of people just didn't even hear the message. They didn't even allow themselves to even try to hear the message that he was yeah, giving. Yeah. Now, granted, he gave it in a super smoky way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think he gave it in a super, super smoky way because in his mind, he's just probably saying like, there's no way yeah, that you lot are going to, that well, anyone is going to put me in a situation that is like, like we can't, address elephants in the room and we can't talk about certain things like yeah. especially when I believe that we're we're being hypocrites here we're being hypocrites so it's alright for you to think that but when it's this it's yeah. the, it's not the same energy yeah. so now I'm going to point that out Yeah. but it's like it's almost like when you say it's like you know when you say something to someone and they give you almost like a comeback that makes you feel like you know what we can't even have a debate here yeah, because yeah, you don't yeah, even yeah. want to, you don't even really want to You're operating at such a low frequency, this convo is not going to build anything. Right, right, yeah. right. It's an uncomfortable one, but you know what the crazy thing is? Like, as comics, we we lean in, well, you know, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but sometimes you, you, it's best to lean into those uncomfortabilities. Do you know what I'm saying? Lean into those topics and find the magic. Do you see what I mean? So it's like, I perform in front of a lot of different people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And just by performing to different demographics, I've learned and opened my perspective up on things. Like I grew up in South London. Most of my friends are black. Do you know what I mean? Like my, my network of people, I played basketball as well. Like, yeah, I knew a handful of white people, but it weren't that type of thing. But as long as I started traveling with stand up, going to different countries, being in front of other people, understanding different perspe like perspectives, like after uni and stuff like that, I started to kind of like get a different understanding on things. Do you know what I mean? Because like you have simple narratives that you get, like you that are formed when you're growing up. It's just like, right, black people, you know, a lot of us are dealing with financial issues. White people are rich. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Simple logics that shape how you view certain people. I've seen man in shows, and it's like a white guy comes up to them afterwards, but it's like a group of black people are here, but a white guy just wants to go, oh no, well done, mate. But I'll see a man kind of just to make sure he's available for that convo, just in case, mm. like he's expecting someone, like him to be someone that can maybe change that. And it's like that's a preconceived, like you've internalized all these narratives and now you're looking at it like, okay, there's my people here, wanna kind of show me love, but it's like, I wanna make sure I'm available for that convo just in case. Mm. And it's like, everything is loaded in such a different way. And it's like, if we don't unpack all of that, we're not moving forward. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, now I'm obviously, you know, my I think I, my perspective has changed on a lot, my, my comedy lens, because I've been in therapy for like, for big, like beginning of this year. And it's really changed my whole view on everything. Everything can be unpacked. Mm. everything has a root cause and I feel like if we start doing work on ourselves we can start to address these conversations because I think when you've got Dave Chappelle coming up there talking about certain things the sound of certain words trigger you to already hate this mm. before you're allowing yourself to listen oh, to yeah, the point he's making yeah definitely do you see what I'm saying yeah if he says if he if he mentions I think if he, he mentioned the word like trans to some people already up straight because I don't what where you you said last time. Yes. Do you know what so I'm I hate saying? this today. Yeah, yeah. But it's like last time, last special. But we do, we do that. Oh yeah. Black. Yeah. Because we have, and I mean, this is a thing that's been going on for God knows how many years. But just even the word, the way that we are conditioned to even see the word black. Mm. 
Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it's it's associated a lot of the time with bad things. So when you feel that it has been associated to something that is a bad thing, when someone that turns around and says, "Yeah, black," it, for some it just you know you yeah. get that little like yeah, 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 yeah. you're aware. It's like, yeah. Okay, where are you going with that big man? Right. Like, it's tough though. It's tough, but it's like when I look at like black, for example. I do find it nuts that we kind of accepted that because I, I, I did a bit of reading on it and I was like, this wasn't really like accepted as the normal way to address us. What do you mean? Like we're black? Yeah, like as black. Oh, yeah. Afro-Caribbean or right. African. Well, we're technically we're not black. This is what I'm saying. So it's like, it's kind of nuts already that that's even how we feel comfortable with right. like black. But yeah, that's just a, that's another conversation. <laughs> yeah, I hear, yeah, I hear that still. I think, yeah, like there's a bunch of different questions I want to ask you about comedy but like okay where should I start with this okay firstly do you feel like do you feel like an element of comedy is in trouble yeah a little bit not that it's by definition rooted in it but like when you get into your playful bag yeah bro we're gonna have some fun do you know what I mean we're gonna poke a little fun at certain things it's not it's not with malice though Hmm. do you know what I'm saying I think it's Sometimes people feel like raw comedians just sit down and they just want to start shit and say stuff that's uncomfortable. It's like, it's not that, bro. But like when Dave Chappelle said in his trailer, it's like, I'm not saying this stuff to be mean. Just sometimes the right thing to say that's funny is mean. Like, it's just that, it's just kind of how it plays out. But no, I don't think trouble is necessarily the heart of comedy. But yeah, yeah, we borrow some roots from that tree. I think with, with Dave, yeah, his thing is obviously about being funny. But his thing is more so about telling the truth first. Mm. That's what I feel. I feel like he tells the truth from his perspective first. But he just so happens to say it in quite a funny way. Mm. And that truth can be uncomfortable. Sometimes it can be right. Sometimes it could be wrong. It just, I think it depends on who you're speaking to. I definitely think it depends on who you're speaking to. But with that being said as well, yeah, I'm like... I like dark humour and I also like the comedians I also like are the ones that um, I mean especially at this stage in my life that are very socially aware when it comes to stuff and their stand up is based a lot off that from a deep perspective though and not like a surface one Yeah. so like the surface ones is cool you know they make like just the average jokes about the same old yeah. stuff or whatever and it's nice and it's cute and it's whatever and it's safe yeah, you know yeah, everyone yeah. can hear that but I, I do find myself liking comedians that either you're gonna like them or you're not going to like them and for me I always say that a person should be allowed to be and say whatever it is that they want to say. Mm. It does mean that they're going to have to deal with the consequences of that sometimes, whatever that may be. But then at the times I'm saying to myself, I want that thought that I think to be tested the other way around. Yeah, I want someone to come up on stage one day. I want a comedian to come up and say, yeah, the other day I was on, I went to the market and I saw this black and start do, like do that and test how I feel about okay. it because because the reason why I say that is because again I'm saying to myself you should be allowed to say that so what were you going to finish with though Cause I, I don't know though okay cool because I don't know okay, where cool. right, do you understand what I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where they're going to go with that okay, joke cool, there cool. it's the same as when someone turns around and says uh, like I don't know they use another uh, like a um, 
a thing to use that has been oppressed about maybe a woman. Like, say they might say something about a woman or a mm. trans or a whatever. You don't know where they're going to end with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you yeah, know yeah. that they're going to go somewhere that is either dark so or some's going to find funny, some are not going to like at all, yeah? Mm. But I'm like, there is a part of me that's like, let me test this the other way around to see how I feel about it then. Because again, as I'm saying to you, is that like, you should be able to say whatever it is that you want to say, but I should also be able to just say, I don't really fuck with you. Mm. But then also there's, there's the other conversation about like being comedic and then also inciting like a prejudice or a racial hatred. Yeah, because that's the punching up, punching down thing. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? And it's like, when you kind of go against those expectations, that's when the trouble comes. So it's like, which is what Dave Chappelle was touching on when he's talking about punching up and punching down. Because he's looking at it like, if you have all the power to affect that much change, and I don't, I'm actually not punching down. There's an imbalance. That's right. So And everybody feels like they're, they're, they feel like they're being punched down on. Dave Chappelle's like, no, I'm being punched down on. Right. So it's a jostling for that type of conversation. So I feel like once you punch down, so if a white guy comes out and he starts speaking about a black woman, that's punching down on a couple of levels. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's when the reactions come. But you hear black comics and they'll be like, oh, this white guy, da 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 No one bats an eye when a black comic says, this white brother comes over here, da 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 and the stereotype will be whatever it was. Sometimes the stereotype's mad lazy. Who am I here? You ever laugh at your dickhead? Like, and <laughs> yeah. man will just sit there and just enjoy the show. But no one's looking at thinking, he's just stereotyped that white man. Yeah. Because that stereotype isn't doing anything to that white man. Right. Whereas when Jim Davidson gets on TV and starts doing whatever it is, kids are going to school next day and they're hearing that joke thrown in their face. Yeah. So that's like the power dynamics. So what Dave Chappelle's jostling with is saying, this guy had killed a black man and was able to prosper and no one brought this up for no reason. Well, but when he hurt... I've uh, hurt feelings with what he said. Now, and it, it we was know also what the babysitter was crazy. Sorry, sorry to yeah, interrupt you. We know what the babysitter was crazy. I don't want to sound like I'm backing no. those statements just for the point that's being made, but that point is the point he's making in the midst of this other wider conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I think he was like also mentioning... Because again, there's like, there's gay black people, there's gay trans and stuff like that. But he was more on the vibe of, it's not even about that. It's about the people that use their privilege when it's time for them to use their privilege. Yeah. So it was like, it's not just about you. It's not about you being that. It's more about you, like the moment it's time to use a privilege, yeah. then you jump to the privilege. You jump to the privilege. Yeah. So first you use this. So first mm-hmm. you use the, maybe the trans or whatever it like, uh, whatever your, um, what, sexuality? Am sexuality. I saying that right? Your, whatever your sexuality may be. That's right, yeah. Yeah. And then when that doesn't become enough, then it becomes the, your privilege now. So then you use your whole privilege then to, to compound more on this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And again, it's like, that's not a conversation that everyone is able to really deep and have because it's like, that gets some people's back up because they're not able to understand yeah. the nuance in which and where he's going with that. No, it's real. It's real. And it's one of the things as well, where as comics have to be true to who they are. Do you know what I'm saying? Like trying to become that type of comic when that's not in your heart. Yeah, no, no, no. That's when you make a mess. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Because you know I mean? it's not coming from a place. You don't need, I feel like you come across ed- uneducated. Big time. Dave Chappelle's a very, very well-read man. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes it's like when you hear like a, you know, not to say that people don't have the right to speak on issues, but like an uninformed artist or maybe an MC or something comes forward to speak about something and he's like he messes up the conversation so much now our community's pissed off at him for even having this conversation that's where you've made a mess 
And I think sometimes comics look at what Dave Chappelle does because Dave Chappelle, he moves the needle for as far as comedy. Dave Chappelle was on, he, he did a special where he dropped on, a, he, like it was a comedy club, I can't remember what it's called, but he was on a stool. Bruv, after that special, hella man on stools. You know when he's got the mic and he drops it on his knee and he does that, bruv, hella man dropping the mic on their knee. He moves the needle. So when he gets really at it like that and he's on smoke, hella man start trying to force up smoke. And it's just like, bro, you're actually doing more damage than good in this yeah, conversation. Yeah, because then, then, you, then what happens is now you start mixing up the message. You start changing up the message. And then, then it does really become hatred. Yeah, And then you, you right. really are enforcing a, a level of hatred. Because that, that's another thing, yeah? Even on the other side, even on the people that feel like they are the victims in that, yeah? Mm. Even on the other side, there will be people that are like, man that will hear what um, Dave said, not understand what Dave said and say, well, yeah, mate, see what I'm saying about them fucking yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. I can't stand them fucking chans. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. You're wearing a fucking skirt. And, yeah. yeah, Dave, tell them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait, but that's not what my man was doing. Yeah. Don't try and do that so that you can now put, put this into your homophobia that's right. vibe. Do you yeah, get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Try yeah. to use that as a cosign. Man's right. going to work the next day. Well, yeah, you fucking wearing a skirt. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, listen, it's real. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? No, it's real. But. It's a delicate one. It's a delicate one. But comics are trying to, comics are trying to navigate it, but I think every comic just needs to be true to who they are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's it. That's where I'm, that's where I'm at in my space. So can comedians go too far? I think you, I think you just, I think, first of all, lean to what's on your heart and go with whatever comes with that. Like, whatever comes with that, go with that. Do you know what I mean? That's the approach I take. Like, if I'm talking about certain things, I've had men try to call me offensive because of my discussions on race. Bro, I'm against racism. If you have a problem with that, I don't want you in my fan base. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? So you've got to be cool knowing that certain men are going to walk out of your fan, like, they're not going to be backing you. And that's fine. But I think what happens is you, you can be a people pleaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean with comedy? And it's like it's unfortunate when that happens because this is the last free speaking form of entertainment. Yeah, 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 for real. Man, go on stage and I say what I think. Do you know what I'm saying? You're gonna buy into that or you're not. There's enough people for certain men to be like, nah, it's ain't for me, and they can go, and that's cool. But men have to have a level of integrity where you're like, you know what? This is the energy I'm on, and this is the energy I'm sticking with. I oh yeah. I just love this. I love it, man. Mm. I just love it I love the game um, and I know that we're moving in a very very I, I say that we're moving in a sensitive era like some people will say that people have become more socially aware and more conscious of certain things but I'm not even necessarily sure that's the case I think there there is to a point but like I don't know man I there's a big difference true. between like how pe people using their thumbs and people's everyday life man that's real that's you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's injustice and sensitive sensitive side or whatever it is or outrage, it all comes out in thumbs, yeah? Mm. But in everyday life, it is, uh, it's very different. Like sitting down and actually having conversations about, so, I, don't, I don't know, I just nah, don't know, man. No, no, what you're saying is legit. It's like, I've had times where I've been on the timeline and a conversation has taken over the day. So then I've got a gig in the evening and I get on stage and I'm like, rah, you lot heard about my men. And everyone's like, fam... <laughs> Who is this person? And you're like, no, you didn't see when she tweeted. Bro, no one cares. Yeah. You step outside, all this stuff that people, no one cares. Mm. So like as a comic, like when I'm traveling, I'm on the road and I'm meeting it. I'm like, listen, the world is so much bigger than my echo chamber that's social media. 
And I think we feel like the world is consumed with these conversations. They ain't. No. Now, my thing, when I, when I look at Dave Chappelle, right, and the fact that this special, he's touched on a, a topic again, I'm starting to wonder what his echo chamber is, in, is, is like, he's experiencing in his. Because I know it's probably not a social media heavy one, but it's life and it's PR and it's phone calls and it's, it's communication of some kind. He brought up examples. It's, Remember when he said, um, what was it? He said he went, he was out one time and someone came up to him and they said, oh, yes. look at my daughter. And he said, oh yeah, that's a beautiful woman. <laughs> no, he said, no, he said she's beautiful. And then they, said, they turned around and said, well, she's trying. <laughs> So he said straight away, <laughs> okay, I know what you're trying to do here. Yeah, yeah. Now, to be honest with you, that would piss me off because <laughs> it's not about the picture. Yeah. It's about what you're trying to do now. Yeah, yeah, do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So if there's a whole bunch of that now, yeah, there's going to be a day where I'm coming for some of you yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm coming for some of you to see, to test where your head is really at then. Mm. Do you get what I'm mm. saying? No, for real. Because it's, again, it's not about... The, the that trans person it's not nah nah it's, it's an interesting one and it, obviously the story about Daphne because he did this show um, last year in Leicester Square and I, we saw it then so I recognise some of the material from before then right and like hearing the Daphne story first time that was the one at the end yeah it talks about the, the backlash of council culture because Daphne tried to stand up for him right and that pushed her to suicide that hit me for six bro I, I heard that, that was, was deep. like oh my word bro and it was a fu- like I, I'm not too sure if he worded it like this then, but I remembered it so much. I was telling people at the time, like he was saying, like it goes whilst people say that you take the mick out of trans people, in a way you're also normalising us by yeah. speaking about us in whatever way. Yeah. And I remember like just kind of processing that a little bit, and I was like, I guess that is another perspective on that type of thing. Do you know what I mean? But again, it's not my lived experience, so it's like I also leave room for the perspective that I won't be able to understand yeah. as a trans person who yeah. is there like, yo, what you're saying is uncomfortable for me. Because I know that if a, if a white comic was speaking on race heavy from the black, about black people, yeah. my back is up straight out of the yeah, gate. straight away. So it's a complex one. Yeah, straight away. It is, it's a, it is a very complex one. I do think it does depend on the angle in which you come from. Mm. I think that like, you know, finding the, or talking about like the the hypocrisy in stuff, I think is cool, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it can it could just be techie from the aspect of depending on what your delivery is mm-hmm. and your what your overall message is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where it be- does become a bit dangerous is that like as I said, some say a child or a young person who's watching, they don't they may not necessarily be able to understand that level of they don't have that. That's right. So in their mind, they're just seeing someone attacking something that is not normal and then they go to school and then they just end up doing the same thing. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, there are these type of comedians where I believe that they should exist, like a Dave Chappelle, Mm. who is able to talk about these type of things with a message, whether you believe, whether you you agree it's right or wrong, Mm. but they have a message. But uh, like, there are people that are able to sit down and be able to, dissect what that message is and be able to talk about it from a, a sensible yeah. place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you don't and you can't, then it is not for on both sides. It's not, it's not for you. Do you get what I'm saying? If you if you're over here and you don't understand you don't you can't see it because your back's fully up, then it's not for you. And if you're someone who's gonna use what he said to almost weaponize it right. so that you can co so it can co-sign some of the mad thoughts that you have in your own head, it's yeah. not for you either. Because that's not what Dave wants. 
and you know what the, the crazy thing is like so Dave's of an older generation to us mm. right so we've kind of come up like I'm 34 so I'm aware that 18 year old comedy fans and 20, 20 year old that age group they're different to my generation mm. like the way they've brought that they've, they've grown up they've grown up with so much access to social media there's almost like a, a not a sugarcoat I don't want to patronize anyone but they've grown up a bit more protected or away from human interaction we grew up playing outside do you know what I'm saying? We had disputes face to face. Like, so when men start talking about, right, in real life, I'm this and that, it comes from that place. We've been outside. This generation didn't grow up outside. No. They grew up online. Right. So their kind of, their currency is online. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to tell you what I think online. But it's like, it's not face to face. It's not real. Stand up comedy belongs realistically in the, it's a huge, it's a real experience. So when you kind of used to that real life experience and that exchange, you're used to dealing with people face to face. I say it and I've seen your reaction. So now I know that maybe I need to add a bit more on. Whereas it is, it's different in this era. This generation is a lot more sensitive, but I think sometimes to get a message to them, it requires gentle hands because we're dealing with a bit more fragility now. Hmm. So that's kind of, you know, me, I never dilute the message when I tackle subjects that I'm passionate about, but I also be aware of the ears I'm talking to. Right. Because I think it's, that's communication. Me using all these dazzling words, it might be like, yeah, it's a flex, but you ain't taking it in. I thought, do you know what I mean? In yeah. this way. So I think it's just, yeah, there's ways. There's different ways. So how, how are you finding, like, manoeuvring in the, in the game? But can I say, well, as well, yeah? Mm. I went to one of your shows, when was it? Was it 2018? 18, yeah. It yeah. was so good, bro. Very Thank funny, you. man. Thank like, you, bro. Proper, proper, proper joke. And, like, obviously I've seen you for, like, for years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just doing bits and pieces or whatever. It was like the first time that I'd actually gone and saw you at like your own show and stuff like that, where you yeah. had like just had a lot more time to just flex and do your thing. Yeah. And I just thought it was so funny. And it actually made me from that moment say, you know, I want to actually go and just see like, I just want to see more shows. I want to see more of that circuit, like more of, not the circuit, but more of just like the shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people just doing their own thing or whatnot. But how have you like, how have you found like maneuvering in the in the comedy world do you know what? it's it's been a journey <laughs> that's what i will say like i've tried so many different kind of things and you know through the midst of my journey in stand-up social media just blew up out of nowhere and me i'm someone who loves stand-up as a craft like i committed to the stage and social media came around it's like you see people pop up and blow up mm. boom way ahead of you started after you and it's like you watch it and it's just like i probably should try this thing but it's like I've now just got to a point in my life where I'm like, you know what, if it's not in my heart, I ain't doing it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So stand-up, it's just been that thing. So 2018, booking that, that's, it was like a small venue. And I was just like, nah, if I can stand on stage for an hour and make people laugh, then this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So it's like, for me, that night was a special night because I was preparing to go into Edinburgh Festival. And a whole that's a whole new world entirely. So for me, I think what's really kept me going is just staying true to myself. Staying true to myself and staying true to my process. Like, you know, there is room for every voice. And one thing that Dave Chappelle was saying, like, a years ago in an interview, is like, for every opinion out there, there's a comedian out there fighting that voice. Facts. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, as much as I've seen certain people blow up and do things like that, I'm happy for everyone, especially when I know them personally. But I know me staying me is going to be my currency to get to the next level. 100. So for me, that's that's really what powers this engine, bro. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, integrity, isn't it? 100%. 100%. So it's like where I'm at now, I feel like my comedy voice has changed because of this experience with the lockdown. Do you know what I mean? Like I remember- In I what sat- sense? So I think what was breathtaking for me, like I mentioned earlier, was just 
honest dialogue in society. We were talking about race. Like it was, it was messy at the time. Black, like the Black Lives Matter thing was all like the topic and the protests and stuff like that. It was messy, but it was also progress, like progression. I felt because, like, I just felt like there's not much honesty on that front. Not much honesty, so nothing changes. We just get symbols. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we're gonna ta- tackle racism armband. Men are gonna kneel before the match. Like, I want real change to come, and that's gonna have some honest conversation. I had conversation with people that you know, white friends of mine I know for years, and they've been like, I had no idea, bro. Like, I, I get it. Like, I see the culture. I enjoy this culture. But I had no idea it was that deep. George Floyd brought out a lot. So, for me, I kind of saw it like, not that I'm just going to be a comic that bangs on about race. But it's one of the ones where I'm going to be very honest and transparent about who I am and what I think all the time. Because when you start to look at your life, you start realizing that we actually carry a lot. You go to work. You start talking differently. You are, Gary. How's it going, mate? You got your work voice. Mm. And it's instinctual, bro. You literally transform on your way to your desk. And I'm like... That's too much. I can't, I'm not going to be anybody else anymore. I saw a thing from Jay-Z and not to be on that, you know, the Jay-Z quoting like he, you know, runs blackness. But when he said, I'm me everywhere I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That hit me in my spirit, fam. Because I started to realise I'd get invited to a conversation with like a commissioner or something and suddenly I'm doing the work voice. Yeah. And I'm thinking, no, I'm actually here on my own steam. Right, exactly. I could be like, well, go on, bro. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. knows this is what yeah. I do. Yeah, of course. So it's like that freeness. I feel like I've unlocked a part of myself that I've been hiding for a, t- for a piece of my life. Right, right, right. On stage, it's like I'd watch myself perform and I'm like, you're still holding back. You you feel real. Yeah, but you're still, you're still holding, holding back. back. You're still holding back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's like this year and why I feel like this show that I got... You got to be daring be sometimes, man. Bro. You got to be... You got to put yourself in a you gotta be in a situation where it's like like I'm prepared to go here and not know whether people are gonna think it's funny or not do you get what I'm saying real real so my promise to myself is every version of myself is coming together yeah so when I have a conversation with my good brethren and we're chatting like this when I go on stage or when I'm chatting to my mum all these people are gonna be the same cause I'm like I don't wanna carry no more yeah it's too much yeah yeah and I think therapy, bro, like, I've become like an advocate for therapy this year. Serious? No lies, bro. Like, because I ain't gonna lie, I look down on it. Not down on it, but like, I looked at it like, you're not gonna get into my mind. This is four knocks, cuz. You understand? I know my thing. Do you know what I mean? How are you gonna break Strong. me down? So it's like, you go into these conversations, they start saying, oh, so tell me about yourself. You're like, listen, <laughs> strong. I'm man. a G. Decision maker. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> I run my empire. Yeah? <laughs> I ain't scared to do this or that. Yeah. Bro, I have a couple questions and you're sitting there like... Barling. I guess I am scared of confrontations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it unravels, fam. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I'm like, you know what? We're not putting no more on the shoulders. Yeah, We're just attacking man. life. Yeah, I think even with that as well, which I was saying is that I think that there's currency in that too, in it? Because I feel that I mean, well, no, because there are certain com- some comedians that are just incredibly safe and they cut through and it just works. Yeah. But like, I do think as well, like you are in a good position where like people really like you for, su- for uh, the way that you do something or they don't really. They just don't even really, they don't really like you. Like, um, I watch Andrew Schultz a lot. I look, oh, yeah. listen to his pod and stuff yeah. like that. And like, obviously he's a stand-up guy and all of that too, yeah. But I know he's quite daring. Like he's someone who will say certain things. Maybe there's an element of privilege in there where he's able to do that too. But the reality is, is that he does. He goes there. He still empties the clip. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Like, I think it's it's great that people will turn around and say, "Don't fuck with that." 
I don't really fuck with it. Because mm. there will be some people that will turn around and say, no, nah, do you know what? I actually really fuck with it. And then you get certain people that are like, like, I fuck with it. I feel like I'm, it's a bit risque to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. and I'm not, do you know what? I'm supporting my man. Because do you get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, because it's authentic. Yeah, exactly. It's that, it's, that, it's that thing that you can't explain. It's like why energy just seems real to you. Yeah. And you can spot when man's not being genuine. Yeah, yeah. And it's a feeling. And it's like, when I see man that's real, it's like, even if I disagree, because I've come on, I've been on shows where man is like, that sounded a bit racist still. And I'm up next. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, so when man comes back into the change room, <laughs> what's he expecting my energy to be after hearing this material? But it's like, on the other side of that. Do you ever click, do you ever just like, bust a shot back on the stage quickly like that? As soon as I get on the stage, bro. Yeah. I'm responding. That's the language. Because I'm like, yeah, this is the space that we've stepped into. I'm like, cool, we're not going to do it backstage. I want them to see that I yes. as well. Yeah. So when I do come back after my set, you're sitting there going, yeah, now you feel you need to explain yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've had that one. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, <laughs> with me, like, and the man that we know me on the circuit, they know I'm the guy for the one that wants to smoke. Like, okay. when it comes to that one there, I'm like, no, bro. Last man said that, da 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 I think that, and I'm on yeah, it. Yeah, you're on him, yeah. But that's, that's what I like. Because now we've, we've both put our foot in the gauntlet. Yeah, of course. Now let's have the convo. Right. Yeah, bro. I know you almost know each way each other stands on certain things and that yeah. as well. Boy, it's just banter at the same time too. Quickly, what's like, like Edinburgh Festival and that like? My mum used to go to that joint. Do you know what? I thought it was a great experience. It's sick. As a stand. Is it, have you been, yeah? Yeah, I've been once. Sick. Very, very sick. So what, like, what's the setup? Like, is it like... So, basically, it's not, you, it's expensive, right? And that's why... That is actually quite true. <laughs> that's is it. It? it is a little expensive. expensive, yeah. That's why, like, there's a mad conversation about it. Because as a comic, loved it, bruv. Gigged every single day for the whole of the month. Mm. Like, I knew my show inside out, bro. Yeah. What that did for me as a comic changed me, man. Because I was like, I don't need a packed room to get it cracking no more. Right. Give me four men. And I'm looking at that like... Yeah, there's a vibe there still. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it cut my teeth in the game. But it was also a, a, a bittersweet thing because it's like, it's so expensive to get here. I know that a lot of my guys can't come and do this. I can't just tell the man them, bro, roll. go out to Edinburgh, fam. Yeah, roll up. So that's what really upset me. Like, I got my show sponsored, right? Because the show, realistically, you don't want to spend 8 to 10K. 8 to 10 bag? Brother, one summer. One. So, like, for me, I got my show sponsored by um, Reggie Cole. Right, businessman, he had two companies and you know, I sat down. Luckily, he'd seen me perform before and I pitched and I said, bro, like, you know what I mean? This is what I'm trying to do. He backed me financially, took that burden off and I was able to go up there and make things happen. So it's like you perform and the industry come down and they see your performance, like Comedy Central, HBO and da 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 Anyone could be in the audience. Like your life could change from a dope Edinburgh. But it's also like just <laughs> spinning a lottery stick. Like it's, it's one of the ones where nothing could happen as well. Hmm. do you know what I mean so the fact that there was that expensive stuff and that pressure obviously I'm a full time comic so to just shell out 10k hmm. it hits you when you come back and you still got bills to pay, pay right, right, but right. as far as the experience amazing Yeah, amazing you hmm. see all these great entertainers yeah. man I met so many great people like people come to your show and they're just like mate I don't like you know this one I remember one time I had like a coach load of people from Sweden in the audience and I'm like 20 minutes into my show and I'm thinking to myself, something's not right here still. Like, these are jokes that I rely on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah. this ain't hitting. They're like the Drake tunes. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was a growing moment for me because I stopped and I said, what's going on? Like, yeah. <laughs> are you enjoying the show? And they're like, we're from Sweden. <laughs> so oh, was, shit. Yeah, so, so I was like, oh, so you're not getting the references. Yeah. Said, he goes, he goes, I like 
what's happening because it feels good but right. I'm not following everything yeah, yeah 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 so now I've done my show in a way which was like foreign friendly yeah okay in a way I'd never imagined having to do something that's like that that's very sick and it was like to get to the end of that I felt like I really did something today yeah, yeah. you see what I'm saying so yeah. those experiences yeah. I don't know where else I'm going to get those invaluable man that's loved sick it. man loved it yeah that's sick because I, I think when you start travelling and going around different places or whatever, you're dealing with people that have complete different sense of humours, but also yeah. not necessarily their English that is not the same. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Especially if you're using a lot of slang and a lot of references, yeah. like cultural references too, Yeah. then they may not be getting them like that. So you have to switch them up. It's like when I, I performed in Eindhoven. Okay. So like I, mean, I learned like a, a few phrases that I would intertwine with my set. And it's like the appreciation from the crowd, the fact I'd gone to that effort just to, you know what I mean, tighten up some areas and kind of learn a bit of a little bit of Dutch. Bruv, that that hit differently out there. That made my writing get very international. Do you know what I'm saying? You start to understand, like what you're saying, the rhythm is different. But it's it's a growing experience. I think like more comics should just just do it, bro. Go right. to Czech Republic. Right, right, Go out to Dubai. Go out and perform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I end every episode, yeah, I always say like what is one thing that everyone needs to know about yeah everyone needs to have one we're not finishing right now mm. but I'm going to give mine right now for okay, a particular cool. reason cool. the one thing that I think everyone needs to know about is your show that's going to be mine <laughs> your, it's your um, live show when is it? November 12th at the Bloomsbury Theatre at the Blue okay so obviously this people will be watching this for 10 years probably so after a while this is not going to mean anything but it will mean something at the, this moment now, <laughs> kind of, depending on if you're in this time, around the time that it comes. But it's like November the 12th, yep. 2021. Yep. And it's at the... Bloomsbury Theatre. Right. What's yeah, yeah. the timing? 7.30. How can people get tickets for that? Go to the Bloomsbury website, Bloomsbury Theatre website, and just search Travis J. Is there age restriction? There isn't. Okay, okay. No, no, no. I think they're 16. 16, 16 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'm not joking, yeah. Go and check my man out still. He's... It's, it's like... <laughs> There was, I can't even remember like some of the jokes here because it was a while ago, but there was literally moments here where I was damn near crying, bro. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was genuinely that, it was surprisingly funny. Because I know okay. that you're a joker still. Yeah, 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 and I've yeah, seen yeah. you, but I've always just seen you like, you know, 10 minutes here, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just quick ones and whatnot. So the, like to see a, a full set like that. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. It was, it was like, it was good. From then I was like, yeah, anytime man do a show, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but you'll have to think about one. Cool. Callum might have one in that as well. Ah, uh, boom. Before we leave her anyway, yeah? Yo, you see this wild, Wilder brother? Fam. Listen. Yo. <laughs> let me tell you something, yeah? Disgrace. Absolute disgrace. Let me tell you something, yeah? Like, I'm actually holding some type of feelings. I am holding some type of feelings. And the reason why I'm holding some feelings here is because I'm, this is in reference to the Tyson Fury and Wilder fight. And the reason why I'm holding some feelings is because after all of what's happened, yeah, after the man thump you down <laughs> three times, the fact that you can, this guy could not shake his hand or just say, you know mm. what, like, okay, cool. I, I, but to turn around and say, I don't respect you, I, I had a bit of an issue with that. And one of the reasons, it's just me. Tyson didn't really, I mean, he did a little bit, but it was just like, whatever, the best man won. But the reason why I was actually a bit annoyed by that is because I don't like, I'm a, I'm not a great loser, 
in my heart and soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I lose, my belly starts feeling funny, my blood starts doing certain things, hair starts standing up yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. But my behaviour is I lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? This Don lost the first one. Then the second one, he got obliterated. Yeah. But then turned around and said, the fucking, the outfit was too heavy. His coach spiked his, someone spiked his drink. Mm-hmm. His coach was weak. Um, uh, Tyson Fury had stuff in his gloves. Yeah. And then also tried to make it a race thing. Yeah. Remember, yeah, that was the big one. Lot, yeah, he did. Do you understand what I'm saying? Tried to make this a race vibe. Like it's a black versus white thing. Mm. Don't do that. Because you know what you're doing? <laughs> you're mixing up. up the messages yeah. now. Yeah, you're fucking up the message. Because there are real messages, but today's not one. Today is not one. You're trying to pit, put man against, trying to make man say fuck Tyson. And, no, you can't do that. So this time now, you get your face tump off now and you're going to do that and not even shake a man's hand after that. Brother, the first fight was in Black History Month in the US. Right. This fight was in Black History Month in the UK. Tumped down twice. Bro, the man them were down bad. <laughs> Gym man, especially, brother, after arms, AJ, yeah. Wilder on the truck. <laughs> that's true, that's it's true. horrendous for Gym man now. Oh shit, yeah, the Gym man look mad, <laughs> isn't it? Them lactic acid dons. You see them, yeah, see? This is the thing. The lactic acid and that is not getting man through it right now. Yeah, it's not. But let's talk about the fight a little bit. All right, let's do it, let's do it. Because you're a boxing man. I love what you're doing with that, by the way. Thank you. And I love that Eddie's fucking with you as well. Listen, did you see what happened to me on the zone a couple weeks back? No, what happened? Brother, we're on the AJ pre-fight broadcast, yeah? And and we're chatting with Akin Barak. Right, me I think and KG. I saw this. Yeah. yeah, so we're like enjoying the back and forth, but like there's a part of me that's thinking, you're not really respecting AJ like that though. <laughs> like the way they were speaking on his name, you know that UK pride, it kind of kicked up. So I'm like, you know what, bruv, he's gonna mash up Usyk. I'll put my name on it. Yeah. Fam, that's not a phrase I use in life, you know? But in that know. moment, I just said it. Yeah. Then we were like, so what's gonna happen? We're gonna take your name? I was yeah. like, nah, we're not gonna get to that. AJ's gonna handle business. Brother, the day after the fight, my phone blows up. Instagram DMs from Ukrainian brothers, fam. Serious? Sending me AJ's face to <laughs> laugh at, man. I had to Google translate the insult to us. Big global broadcast, man, are laughing at me, fam. Ah. <laughs> oh. so I might have to be a bit more ambiguous. Yeah, exactly. No, no, don't. <laughs> don't. Bro, yeah. See, like, like, when like, I watch that, when I watch that, I'm like, I feel like we just need more of that. We yeah, need people yeah, yeah. to just be just just be out there. Obviously, <laughs> back your thing because there's a couple of times I saw. Like, I've seen a couple of conversations like Eddie Hearn fucks with you in it. Yeah, yeah I love yeah, that. Yeah. Like me and Eddie's had some good conversations too. Yeah, but like I saw oh, a clip as well on AFL TV where he was telling man he was letting man know. Yeah, like man, right he's gonna brock you up though. Like you you do your thing. Do you but, know? Uh, let me tell you the backstory of that. Yeah. So on the pod, we've interviewed Lennox Lewis. Right, and it started by my boys at. What's the name of your podcast? Undefeated podcast. So check that out, guys. Um, KG, he had some flagrant takes about Lennox Lewis. He's like, right, he's a clown. He's hating on AJ. Bear things, right? So we've put a meme out of that clip. Lennox has responded in the Instagram captions. Like the the captions are so long, he's had to do it in parts. Oh really? Heavy, bro. What bro. justifying, brother? No, yeah, he's fully responding, clar- clarifying. But because KG said it. 
He's like not even responding to KG. He's adding only me. Oh, okay. So I'm driving on the A406 and I'm at the traffic light just before I join. Brother, I'm holding up the road. I'm reading this thing. Lennox is at it, man. Not yeah. responding, fam. Yeah. So I'm seeing this conversation that's built up. It got to a point where he invited us out to Vegas. We get out to Vegas. What? Brother, we're at the- Lennox? Lennox has invited us for a sit down interview. That's that's the that's how the interview came about. Mad. So it's, we're in Vegas. MGM Grand. He's patterned us up with these passes that we ain't supposed to have in it. Yeah. These are passes where we're walking in spaces on some raw. Glad to be here. Thing. People are looking at us like, let me see your wristband. Like they're not understanding why we're there. Anyway, yeah. we see Lennox in the hallway just before Wilder's about to walk out. Obviously, I've gone over and I'm like, raw. Like, thanks for you know what I mean patting us up tomorrow. We're gonna do the interview. He's like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. KG comes over. KG's been talking crazy in it. So I'm like. Tell him what you were saying on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I threw him under the bus, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because he shook, <laughs> he's going to hate this, fam. He shook his hand and his first words were, right, your hands are big, Lennox. And I was just like, Oh, he did that on a, yeah. Bro. On a bread one. Yeah. Yeah, he's, don't bread, yeah, man. Yeah, don't now. bread, man. <laughs> don't bread, man. You were saying stuff. Yeah. You were talking, To say the talk now and do the <laughs> hand stuff afterwards. Thank you. So now fast forward, I've been talking about Anthony Yard's my dog, innit? Yeah. So I'm like, listen, that first fight, it went the way it went. Second fight, Yard's knocking man out. That's my take. <laughs> yeah. yeah, straight. <laughs> so we're at fight camp now. I'm not predicting we're going to be in these circles, innit? <laughs> we're at fight camp. Lyndon Arthur's in the crowd. Now he's wearing like, and at the front of back, you can't see it's Lyndon Arthur. Yeah. So I see KG. This is the guy that um, Anthony Yard yeah. fought, by the way, just for non-boxing fans. Yeah, yeah. So KG's there chatting to man. And I'm seeing KG having an animated convo with his brother. So I'm thinking... Let me go over there and just see what I go on in it. As soon as I get there, he goes, rah, Trav, tell him what you said on the podcast. Okay, okay. So now I'm there and it's like my fight or flight. I'm literally feeling the choices and I'm like, mm. you know what? Double down, fam. Just double down. And I just felt brave enough to do it. Not that I could have taken him if it went left because yeah. I already patterned how I was going to run. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear that still. Yeah, he's yeah. eating this nog. Yeah. So he's there now. He's like, so what are you saying? And I said, no, he's going to knock you out, bro. And he's like, he was so spun. I couldn't believe it. Oh my days. Yeah, yeah. Like, you think he's gonna, <laughs> after I beat him, he's gonna beat me. Bro, he was livid, but like, for some reason, my energy didn't change. Yeah. Oh, bro, it was nuts. I was. And so what, IFL caught that? Or bro. they caught, they because they caught Sutton with you telling the man that he was gonna. So basically, we started having a convo just on a real one. Coogan ran over and he's like, Coogan Cassian is basically, IFL TV <laughs> is a YouTube channel, yeah. Um, it's run by Coogan Cassian, yeah. yeah. CS, yeah. And he just talks to like boxing enthusiasts and boxers. Yeah. And he's always with Eddie Hearn. He gets a lot of stuff with AJ. He gets a lot of stuff with everyone. Great well. channel. Yeah, good, really good. Great it's channel. the best like for that. And I'm, I'm not a boxing fan. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I'm a boxing fan, but I'm not a, the fan the fan. Hardcore, yeah, 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 I'm not yeah. the hard, I'm very casual, but I I really enjoy watching that because there's just certain people that yeah. he talks to that I enjoy. Like yeah. Billy Joe, for example. I love yeah. when he talks to him, but go on anyway. So Coogs run over and he's like, yo, do you mind if I film this? So then he's going to get his camera. So imagine we're standing there. This convo's already started, and Linda's looking like, "Keep the same energy, bro. Yeah, Keep yeah, the same." Yeah. It's almost like like we're squaring off, and I'm like, "Right, like, do I really want this out there?" I was like, "You know what? Let's just say it, innit? Because I'm like, if I can say it on a pod, yeah, you have to be able I to say be it. able to say it to your face. If I tell you that your music, if I come here and and critique your music, yeah, mm. if you if I sit in front of you, I have to be able to do that in front of you. I can't I can't not say what I've been saying before. That yeah. just takes away from my own integrity facts facts and like that's just like that's the that's the that's where we are now with the pod where we're meeting man that we've been chatting about and yeah. it's like it's nuts like Dillian White he's a massive brother in real life yeah, yeah, yeah. very like Chisora Chisora is a very unstable one as well 
Like Al Jazeera looks like he'll just smack up. He just looks like he just wants to punch up everything. Fam, he's he sized us up at fight camp. Now you know KG, he's got he's got some size. Yeah. So our theory is that he must have thought like KG was a heavyweight, because like we were standing by the the zone bus here, and I'm seeing him have a convo with Eddie Hearn, and he kind of leaves that convo with Eddie Hearn and makes his way towards us. So we're standing there, and it's just like. It's uncomfortable because in my head I'm like, what have I said about Chisora just in case this is one of those moments? So he's come over and he's just sized us all up. And he just said this verbatim. He said, recognize a real lion when you see one. Is that what he said? <laughs> I have, oh, I was so shook fam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He but looks yeah. like a monster. I can't yeah, even lie. He yeah. definitely does. But yeah, so the fight anyway. How did you predict the fight before it even happened? I predicted Fury this time. And, and by how? Late stoppage or points. Le- okay. That was my thing. Because I was like, I can't see how Wilder's going to reinvent himself at yeah, this that age quickly after those two showings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially the, the last one. Mm. Um, Wilder came out, he was... But you know hit, what? His, his game plan for the first round... Really good. Great game plan. Really good. Really good. I, I mean, listen, I think Wilder is a disgrace, but there's a compliments that I've got for him still. Yeah? That's a funny line to hear. Um, <laughs> he's, he's... Yeah. Hit going for the body. I knew exactly what he was trying to do straight away. I'm like, oh, he's trying to soften this up so he can lick him down with a big. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? And it was, it was, he was, was doing waiting. all right with it. And there was actually one. I think it was in round two. Yeah, he hit Tyson with a. He hit the like, because you know he's jabbing the body. Mm. He's jabbing the body and he's like stepping in with the reach, trying to hit the body. Yeah, but there was one way actually hit the body with the right as well. He went in and went boom. Yeah, and I was like, "Whoa, that could um, re- that stop a lot of man, you know." But you know what the thing is as well, like if Wilder's going to the body, it's the perfect game plan because you can never assume that, that he's not like because he could change it and just go upstairs. Yeah, you can't leave that to chance, so you always have to protect your chin. Yeah, so your body's going to be open. You oh, just right. have to let man hit you in the stomach. Exactly. So I think it was then for Tyson to sort of work that out and man- and maneuver around that. Yeah, which like, I mean, he was starting to do. He knocked Wilder down in the se- in the third round. Yeah. And then Wilder knocked him down twice. In the fourth. In the fourth. And it was looking, it was looking, it was looking techie a little bit. Bruv. How did you feel when you saw Tyson get down? When I saw Tyson, Tyson like go down, I thought to myself, oh my days. Because in the boxing world, a lot of men were just like, I got a funny feeling about this Wilder fight. I got a funny feeling. Everybody like from the top, everyone had a weird feeling. There's like, Fury's not prepared right. So when I saw men go down twice, I was thinking, oh, they were right. Hmm. I was gassed I was on because we do a watch along on the channel Okay, I'm on there getting gassed and my dad wanted Fury to lose innit so I'm watching as he goes down I'm like right I need to chat to my dad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of those moments where I was like is this the moment where Fury takes a L and this brother just he's, he can recover like bro, no bro man. he got up do you know what the thing is even when you watch back the fight yeah mm. you see when he got knocked down the second time he didn't look hurt you know you know what was interesting that I didn't clock till today after he knocked Wilder down he's rolled his ankle Wilder went down. If you watch it back, as Wilder goes down, he sprains his ankle. Who does Tyson? Tyson. Right. So I feel like that's because, you know, once something goes wrong with your footing, it changes the rhythm that yeah, you move at just slightly. So I feel like that might have contributed to why he got touched in the right, fourth. Right, 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 right. But it was, it was fascinating to watch, man. For me, it was just a modern day classic. It, what, yeah, def- yeah, definitely so. It was a, it was a good... And you know what? You, you know, say what you say about, even though I believe that Wilder's a disgrace, um, he's a warrior. Yeah. He's a warrior. He he actually really is prepared to die. In like it's to, it's to the point where it his warriorism can be stupid. 
Yeah. Because I think that he actually is prepared to die to, to die in there like that. But this is I think that's Wilder's problem though. I think Wilder's problem is is that he actually gets too emotional. Like he's way too emotional. Even when you see when you when you watch the the, the um intro, mm-hmm. yeah, so like see like the the ring walk and that, yeah. Obviously Wilder's in there, Tyson's come in. It like Wilder looks so emotional. Like yeah. he's so yeah. in his emotions. Tyson's dancing. Yeah, just you know business. I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's dancing <laughs> and he's doing his thing. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, there's business to be done. I know I'm a, I know I'm a good boxer. Yeah. And like if you, the, the emotions even spill into like their behaviour at the end, for example. Yeah. Wilder's not able to shake his hand or do any of that. I don't respect you or whatnot. Mm. And even with Tyson, even with that, yeah, there's so much things Tyson could have said. But the words that he actually used was, you lost fair and square. That's right. So that's like just, this is just a sport. That's right. Mate, you lost fair and square. That's, yeah. That's it. You yeah. lost to the better man today. That's that's yeah. that's just it. So it's like, I understand that maybe at certain times you need to channel into a certain type of an emotion yeah. when you're dealing with this. But then there has to become a point where for the betterment of yourself right. that you detach yourself from that at a certain period. Otherwise, right. you're going to allow that to consume you in such a mad way yeah. that it just fucks you. Do you know what I mean? And that part of that could have contributed to why the game plan weren't so airtight. Because mm. if you don't accept that you lost fair and square, you don't do the right improvements. You don't go to address everything. You still think. He still probably believed, I just need to land the shot. I just need to do what I was doing before and just keep it going. No, bro, the guy's better than you in that department. You're going to have to figure out another way. And I think they tried to work on something. First round, he's going to the body. Second round, he said, no, nah, bun that. I'm just going to be who I am. Right. <laughs> he went back to, yeah, he went back to that, innit? But he, this is the, I think as well, it, that's the part of the emotion. And I feel like Wilder is too emotional mm. to even have a game plan and stick with it throughout the whole period. I think... In his head, even when he was going with the game plan, he's still going for a super emotional place. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. can see it in him. Yeah. And, he's, and he's so wild with it, yeah? yeah? And then it's like, the game plan just stops and he just goes back to just doing his own thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets a knockdown and you can see he's super charged. Now he's gassed. He's yeah, like, this, he's, is, yeah, this is it. Yeah. But then he just started getting punched up and it was like, you know what? Now nah, you're getting smacked up now. You're hella, you're hella emotional. But clearly, you're not even that with it. Your head is so all over the place because, like the seventh and eighth round, when you're getting your head tump off now, mm. and it, the like the bell rings, you're still putting your hand up, bro. He celebrated after every round. He celebrated it? after every round. I was like, yeah, bro, yeah. <laughs> this is going bad. He's doing this. But you know what was mad though? You know the corner was scared to do anything out of the ordinary, just in case they get accused of a madness. Brother with the water thing was giving man the water, but his hand was trembling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Them man don't want. He's got them shook. He's got. He's got them. Because he should have got pulled out of that fight. Mark Listen, Freeland. If that, if anything, he that should have been stopped. Because you know what? This is the thing. Yeah, what is it? Tyson Fury. He's six foot nine. He was like nineteen stone. Two seven seven. Bro, being I know that Wilder's a big guy as well. Yeah, but just forget about being a, the big guy. Your head is not the big guy. Your body's the big guy, but your head is not the big guy. When you're getting hit in the head with that much force, because yeah. that's the thing with um, Tyson as well. When he hits you, he really leans in at times. Like yeah. he really like. Sometimes it's not always just a pap pap. Sometimes it's the bam bam. 
And you know what it is as well? Because he's not like a concussive knockout puncher. Yeah. It's just mad lunch roll. Yeah, that's it. That's he's just taking thing. it, getting dizzy, taking it. And he's like, you see Wilder's face after a while. It's like, bro, you're just deflated. His mouth wide he's open. He's leaning on you, mm. banging you and then holding you. Bro, he done such a job on Wilder. I'm looking at that. I'm thinking, that's what I'd love to have seen AJ do to Usyk. Yeah, definitely. That's what, that's I, what he's going to have to do. 100%. That's what he's going to have to be a bully. That's what Dan said as well. Dan said, you know what? Just like, forget the boxing thing like that so much this time. Yeah. You know what? You're just going to have to just do do the bully thing and then hope that one there works. Do you get what I'm saying? 100%, bro. But I don't, I mean, we love AJ, innit? It's the man then. 100%. It's the Tyson thing. I just can't see it, brother. And you know what? You can't see him beating Tyson. Fury. AJ. All right, so here's... Now, nah, don't do that, because I know he's not, the man l- then. Listen. I know he... No, no, I no, know. no, 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 no. Listen to what I'm like, saying. Like, AJ, please, I know, let like... Me, right, put... here's, here's just my perspective, yeah? Go on. When AJ has trouble with opponents, it tends to be shorter guys. Okay. AJ struggles with shorter opponents that know what they're doing. Interesting. Fighting down is its own job in itself. Like, as a tall man, you're... You know what I mean? Fighting down is tricky. Man saying go to the body. Yeah, that's, that's, it's lower than my range now at this point. It's like, obviously I can get there, but there's so much of me that's exposed. It's not the easiest task to someone who hasn't been boxing as long as AJ has. So I'm looking at that, I'm thinking, there's a consistency with the, the, the type of fight that poses AJ issues. Povetkin, Carlos Takam took a while to get him out of there. But these are guys, if they were 6'6 six, six and upwards, AJ can get, he can be himself. Oh. So I look at that and I'm like, Tyson Fury 6'9". Mm. We'd see a smaller AJ that doesn't have to worry about a looping overhand right mm. that is going to you know, come from the blind side. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking to myself, if he goes for a slugfest, which is the fight we'd want him to have with Fury, bro, we don't know how that could fall because Fury can go. Right, so let me, let me say this. Sorry, you're the bo- remember, you're the boxer. Yeah. Uh, this is just my feeling. And then so you can tell me your rebuttal, yeah? Go. This is how I see it. Like, you see with like, what you were saying about the size difference and all of that type of stuff, yeah? Mm. Am I right in saying that, though? See, with, like, AJ... See, like, okay, let's go with the Ruiz fight, yeah? Okay. Ruiz was just on a... a like, he's obviously shorter, but he's on a swingers thing. Yeah. Yeah? He's on a swingers thing. Klitschko... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he beat one of the Klitschko brothers. He's more of a boxer, isn't he? That's right. He's not really yeah. going to be on outside, the... Outside. Yeah, outside, AJ, and he's yeah. a proper boxer now, yeah? Right? But he did beat my man. Would you not say that um, AJ would have trouble with the guy who is, obviously he's not short, he's tall. And he's like, Tyson is the boxer, but he's also like a, you know, like he can get so in your face. Yeah. Don't you think that that poses the threat? Because every time that you've seen someone do that with AJ, that's where he's had trouble as well. Especially with Ruiz. He beat Mm. Ruiz because he can go back and just do the boxing thing. And mm. he, you know what I mean? He just boxed my man's head off. Yeah. But it's hard to do that with, with Tyson because yeah. Tyson's really good at boxing. Yeah. And then, but Tyson's also very good at leaning on you, yeah. the, the, doing all of this type of stuff and also going for the scrap element yeah. of it. The run, One of the reasons why I think Wilder, I mean, we, like for me, I don't feel, I don't see Wilder as a good boxer like that. But one mm. of the reasons why I feel like Wilder has so much trouble is because he's actually ironically so wild with the punching though mm. and because he's not a good boxer either and mm. he's not necessarily a good gra- he's not he's, he's not, not big enough to be a grappler yeah it's, and yeah. his thing his whole thing is literally just that yeah from a, from a distance it's like that's a whole different thing but to me it seems like Tyson is very good at the boxing aspect of it but also thing. the actual grappling aspect yeah. the dirty boxing is is 
And I don't is, mean is AJ just really good at the the, the dirty not the dirty it's not side. dirty boxing it's, when I say dirty boxing I mean the holding the clinching like the, the bullying blow, yeah, yeah the like the bullying stuff. thing it's, it's legal this, like right now we're seeing AJ getting into his boxing bag and I feel like that's how he wants to fight mm. but ultimately you have to kind of work out at times like when it's time to do that and when it's time to not do that My thing whereas, with, AJ, whereas with Tyson, with Tyson yeah. it seems like he mixes that up very well like he gives you a bit of both he does and I don't see it as a guarantee that AJ wins Right. All I'm just saying is I'm not ruling out that AJ can still win that fight. My thing is with AJ is that I think if you're nice to him, he'll be nice to you. Ruiz and Usyk, both very friendly to AJ. There was no talk, no nothing before the fight. The man wanted selfies. When Dillian White and Big Baby Miller was in the lead up to the AJ fight, they, AJ was on smoke. I want to knock these brothers out. He's talking trash yeah. with these men. He's now, he's got the venomous side. So I feel like with AJ, he's got to now find himself like within himself to get that venom out for no reason. Dictate the energy. Because if a man can be nice to you and soften you up and now you're considering, let me outbox Donny. Let me do something I've actually never done before and outbox this guy who's been boxing since he was six. That is not, that. like ego would make you do that. Because I guess now it's a new challenge for me to have to wake up and get up for. He's still got hundreds of millions in the bank, so the hunger ain't money. Mm. Now it's like, I just want to make a statement and let everyone know I can actually box. Mm. Nah, bruv, Dillian White wouldn't bring that out in you. Then man will get back in there and scrap like last time because that personal thing. So I think AJ needs to be able to dictate the energy from now on. Because when he gets in there with Fury, don't expect boxing, bruv. No, no. After all that talk, <laughs> no. he's coming to scrap, man. Yeah, and that's what he needs to be on all the time. Femi, bro, not AJ. That's it. Yeah, I hear, <laughs> <laughs> I hear that still. But anyway, Wilder's a disgrace. <laughs> Especially with the... Give him he, some respect. No, no, you know what? Give him some respect, bro. Brother, he told the man, didn't he go and tell um, Tyson to go fuck his mum or some shit like that? Brother, bro, come on. Come, Fury said some wild things too, bro. We're not going to do this. What did he do about his mum and his gal? Fam, listen, all I'm saying is this, yeah? I don't expect wonderful morals from fighters. <laughs> Straight out the gate. Them man there, I don't expect to hold up the standard of what's right and wrong in society, innit? Yeah, but isn't it how isn't it about how much you do in a short space of time where it's, it kind of becomes disgraceful? I hear that, but some of the fighters that look at Mike Tyson, fam, this guy's a legend. Oh, he was a disgrace, book. crazy. I mean, if Tyson was, I mean, he's a disgrace, fam. David, Tyson <laughs> obviously hate. did his thing, but he was a disgrace. I hear that, but at the same time, it's like he's a he's a fighter, fam. When you're the heavyweight champ, you can kind of just be yourself. Yeah. So these men get in there and they're just on smoke. Remember when David Hay was happening, fam? Yeah, yeah talking mad things and yeah, then backing that. it doubling down with the reporters once they're like do you think that was the right thing to say he's like yeah I didn't mean it like that but yeah I mean it like, yeah, I it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for me I don't look to fighters to be all holier than thou fam yeah neither do I but I just think Wilder was a disgrace but, how but I do how, think he was a warrior though and I do you, think sorry go on, go on. nah I think he was a warrior though and I think that he I think that like especially in the beginning part of the fight and that like that I felt like the tactic was good and I want to see like, I want to see Wilder come back from this. And I don't know who he fights, but I do want to see him come back from it. And I want to see something from him still. But yeah, man. I think I retirement might be next for Wilder. Maybe one more fight and then retirement. One more time. He's like, he might want to fight. He might still want to, his ego might still want him to fight um, AJ. He might want some of that at some point. Because I know that he he believes that he's better than AJ. He, he might be saying in he, his he head, could. he might, Wilder might actually be saying in his head, all right, cool. I'm not going to admit it, but Tyson tapped me down three times. But brother, don't you run your mouth. But do you think he could be AJ, you know? 
Of course, he, but it's, listen, I think AJ's a much better boxer than Same. Wilder. But I just think that Wilder's punch, yeah. like if he hits um, AJ with one of them, I'm, I'm not convinced that, like, I'm not convinced AJ can take a couple of those. Do you know what I mean? And get up the same way. Because mm. uh, there's a different type of like, I mean, Tyson's got that flipping. But yeah, mm. see that the gypsy traveling energy and DNA thing? Different. Very. Bro, they, they're, oh, yeah. I hate you. It's different. Anyway, bro, thanks for coming by. Oh, bro, it's a oh, pleasure, man. man. Pleasure. What is one thing that people need to know about? One thing people need to know It could be anything. It um, could literally be anything. It could be a show. It could, no, it could be a documentary. It could be a um, brand. It could be a drink. It could be anything. Ah, there's a documentary I watched with Dave Chappelle and Maya Angelou called The Iconoclast. I believe that's the name. I'll just, yeah, I believe, yeah, The Iconoclast. Where can they watch it? Oh, just type that in. Go online and search that. It's an amazing conversation. Okay. That's just the best way to describe it. Sick. Yeah, I'll leave it there. Callum, you got something? Yeah, man, I got one. Uh, it's it's a black-owned publishing house. Uh, they publish uh, children's books, but they are all um, all like the lead characters are like black themed, essentially like that. So they're called um, Malady Publishing. So go check them out if you got kids that need uh, kids books. Go for That's it. That's sick. Yeah, sick. check that out still. Ah, right, bro. Shout out for coming through, my brother. Uh, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, man. Good luck with everything. Good luck with the show. Good luck with the pod, the box and stuff, everything. Man. Thank you, brother. Love every time. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.